everyone. Welcome back to the Epilogue Games Cast. My name is Blake Guthrie, and I'll be your host this week. With me today is Dakota Trammell and Marcos Carmona. Um, so let's first tackle the elephant in the room. Um, we're missing someone today. Ben. Um, he's chosen to step away from Epilogue for a little while. Um, he's indicated to us that he will uh, at least like to come back and host the show at some point in the future. But for now, we wanted to go ahead and tie a bow on our previous episode about E3 predictions. Uh, we had released our part one episode, but not our second part episode, which we did record. But in the editing process, we had a, a couple like complications and also realized it wasn't the most salvageable. So we decided just to hold on to that episode for now, um, not release it, but then come back full circle and uh, talk about how E3 actually turned out. So before we get started today, um, I wanted to go ahead and thank our new patrons for this month. We have Armed Psycho, Dr. Crotron, Seminar, and Pirash Nico. So thank you all for the new support. Um, I know some of this stuff is driven by what we do on the Patreon. If you're not already subscribed, um, one of the things that's been popular for us recently is our uh, our plots in the Minecraft server that we have going. So if you're interested in joining a board, just hop over to patreon.com slash epilogue gaming. And let's get into E3. We're going to be skipping trailers because E3 is essentially trailer central. Um, I will kick it off with the first presenter here, EA. And um, they had a very deliberate kind of 30-minute block schedule. They didn't do a traditional press conference in, in the sense of having this collectivized audience and a showcase with announcers coming in and out the whole time. Um, but but I still thought that their coverage, it felt very personally to me, like watching a sports event just by kind of the live event, the way the cameras were moving, the way the people were walking around, all of that stuff. Um, yeah, it was almost like a tailgate. Yeah, I think tailgating is a great way to put it. Um, but before we even touch grades or anything, I just wanted to go around here and we'll start with uh, Dakota here. Any highlights or any moments that stuck out to you? Um, if, if, if you want to go cringe or bad too, that's fine, but I generally... Um, I'm going to touch on highlights for me. Uh, for EA, I'm not the biggest EA fan. I don't think is anyone anymore. Really. I think Ben was the only person supporting them. I guess I was too. But the, the however they did this little thing, I, it works out for them in the sense that I can just focus 30 minutes on Sims. Sure. Um, I was super disappointed when they announced the Island Life expansion pack. It was. <laughs> Not what nobody wants. No one wants island living. But then they came back in with, oh, now I can't even remember the name. But uh, the basically like the magic uh, game pack that they're going to release towards probably, I assume, October. Um, and that was super, super exciting because that's the best part of Sims 3 is when they announced the Supernatural pack. And I think anybody else would agree. Hmm. Why the Supernatural pack? You could be a werewolf. You could be a fairy. You could be a vampire. Okay. Is there? Do you need more than that? I, no, I think I'm sold. I'm, I'm speechless. That's good. <laughs> um, I saw Twitter had a, a very mixed reaction to that reveal from The Sims trailer. I know a lot of people were looking forward to that. Um, how did you feel about specifically that, though? I mean, you, you mentioned there's this kind of island thing, but did you feel good, or is that really the sore thumb? It's meh. Actually, you know what? They do have. They did kind of show off um, something that they haven't had in The Sims before. Um, as a big time Sim fan. It was a mermaids and you can like make and be a mermaid. And that's something that's exclusive with the pack, which is probably the only redeeming, like real exciting feature. Um, I guess you can go into beach waters, which you haven't been able to do in the Sims before, which is kind of 
cool. Um, that might be kind of, it's okay. Um, the big thing was the mermaids, but then that just goes again in hand with the super, the supernatural pack that I really am still holding out for because I loved being a fairy. Sure. Yeah. That does sound very similar. Uh, Marcos, any highlights, any moments from EA that stuck out to you? The only thing I cared about that I saw was the uh, Star Trek. I mean, the Star Wars thing. <laughs> I was about to say, did I miss something? Yeah, why Star I Wars? Awesome Star Trek. Well, because the gameplay looks pretty cool. I mean, it it's actually an interesting game from EA, which is rarely the case, unless it's by Bioware. Yeah. And even then, they've been uh, they've had their own track record of trash. So you admit Andromeda's trash? No, Anthem is trash. <laughs> How dare you? Andromeda is a fine game. Everybody should go just try it out on the Xbox One. Don't don't play the PS4 version. Why why not PS4? Because the Xbox One has an enhanced version that fixes all the uh, faces and the gameplay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, um, So with that Star Wars trailer that you mentioned, we got like it wasn't necessarily a traditional trailer. It was like actual gameplay demo um, for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, they showed off like a whole sequence. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about some of what is in that trailer? Like what kind of like moves you can do, what kind of things you're you're going to be doing in the game? You have the you can use the force, which is the best part, honestly. You can use the force and you can toss your lightsaber and you can like I don't know what you call it. Like you can keep you can pull a Kylo Ren from the Force Awakens where he maintains a a laser beam in the middle of the room. Yes. And then grab a a clone and just throw them in front of me. It's, it looks fun. Like it reminds me of the Force Awakens or what's the uh, the Apprentice game from back in the day. Oh man, I I didn't play a lot of the earlier Star Wars titles. I'm not sure. It reminds Jedi me of that, Academy right? or something. No, it was like back in. It was on like the Wii and the PlayStation. It's uh, it's an older game, but uh, not that old. Maybe two gens ago. I can't remember the further notes for the life of me. I'm pretty sure it's like The Force Awakens or something like that. There's two of them. But what's what's the analogy you're trying to make? Uh, your main, at least from what I see in the uh, Star Wars um, Fallen Order, your character can do all kinds of weird stuff with his uh, Force abilities. I don't even know what you call that. Is it just the Force? Yeah, it looks like there's some kind of weird like time freezing thing going on, which I don't remember being relevant to the Force, but that seems to be how they're interpreting it for the sake of the gameplay. Um, it is canon after all. Is it? Yeah, that's what they've said. Um, they've been working with Disney to make sure that everything present in the game is actually official canon. Weird. I don't know and, that. Yeah, I don't know that other Star Wars games have had that role before, but apparently that's the world we're living in. Um, you don't think Disney, after buying out Star Wars, isn't going to stick their nose in anything owned by them and make sure that they have like all oversight over it? I feel like... I mean, I can see that, but I just think it's, like, kind of wild that they just straight up make it canon to the Star Wars universe. At least everything that they potentially own um, that other people are making. I feel like it's... uh, So, I mean, previously with other Star Wars games, Disney didn't own Star Wars at that point. But now that they do, it's to me, it's no surprise that they're just trying to have, like, complete oversight on whatever goes on with Hmm. their properties in particular. 
Yeah, that's not altogether surprising for me either. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about the whole Disney acquisition of Star Wars, I, even though that that's been a thing for a while. But um, but if it means that more single player story games are pumped out because Disney's now you know tightening the grip, then then that's great with me. Um, I thought it looked fun. The gameplay demo that we saw from Jedi Fallen Order in EA's demo, it, it didn't turn this into a day one purchase for me, but it, it moved me from cautiously skeptical to hopeful. I think that's all you I can, can really see ask that. for. Yeah, for sure. All right. I'm so, not a Star Wars fan. What was that? I'm not a Star Wars fan, so. I'm not really either. I mean, I like all of the Star Wars that I've seen, but there are, you know, Star Wars fans are like a, a hardcore type of person, like in the way that Harry Potter fans and the way that Lord of the Rings fans are um, Star Trek fans. You could even say um, things like that. The the kind of fandom culture, I can't say that I'm like committed like a Star Wars fan. So I feel that. Um, do y'all want to go ahead and move over to grading EA here? Unless you have more to say. I would say. Uh, did we do EA last week? Was that. One of our ones from last week. That was two weeks ago. Oh, I think before I gave um, was I being? I think I gave him like a C beforehand. I think that yeah. sounds right. I'd still give him a C. Well, yeah, no, I'd still give him a C. Not out of everything else, uh, they they didn't do much for me. Yeah, Marcos. I'll give him a D minus. D minus. Okay, where'd the minus come from? Uh, the fact that there was only one decent game that they showed off. And then okay. they decided to show off freaking Sims. Ugh. Sims has a massive supportive community. Yeah, there's also a supportive community for Fallout 76. It doesn't mean they're right. Oh, too soon. Hey, hey, hey. You know what? We're basically freaking whales for the Sims. They try to sap every fucking dollar they can out of their players. And you know what? It works. <laughs> so they need the Sims, essentially. The Sims right. keeps them floating. The Sims right. is making your shitty games, okay? What? How dare you? BioWare okay. doesn't seem to Are you telling me this. 20 bucks for a... Not... Oh, God. Expansion packs are more than 20 bucks. An expansion what? pack is like 40 bucks. They're selling... Are you serious? No. You don't understand how expensive the Sims <laughs> game is. 60 bucks for the base game. I think, like, a big expansion pack is 40 bucks. I think a smaller one is 20 bucks. And then, like, the smallest ones are 15 bucks. And you know how much game content there is out there? Sims players are little whales for EA. Oh you need us to fund your shitty games. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Terrible. Well, if I if I could be fair to EA a little bit, I'm not going to go as low as D- here, only because they did show off other things. We didn't mention um, Apex Legends has some new updates rolling out for it, which which looked nice. Um, Battlefield 5 has some some cool things. I'm not into sports, so FIFA and Madden, I literally tuned out for. Um, but but the other things collected, I don't think they showed off anything that looked like broken or bad. So uh, I'm going to still give them something low. I feel like a D is appropriate. Um, the only reason it's it's not a C is because only one game did grab my attention. But um, but when it grabbed my attention, it wasn't like a, oh my god, I have to purchase this immediately. That might have pulled it up to a C. But I, th I feel comfortable about a D for EA. Okay, so let's move over next to Microsoft, who had the longest presentation of the entire event and showed off something to the effect of, I believe, 60 plus games over the course of their presentation. So Yeah, I think they opened up with like the big number of 60 games we were going to see throughout the whole 
uh, presentation. Microsoft yeah, always goes a bit big, though. They like I feel like every E3 they always try to show off a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of games. Well, they did a pretty good job doing it. I, I thought so. They too. always do. Um, I remember predicting kind of it surprised Ben at the time, but predicting an A for Microsoft, and I went in cautiously optimistic. Um, uh, Marcos, start us off here. Um, walk us through some of the highlights. Tell us how you think they did. Any moments? Uh, not just any moments. There's probably several in this conference. There's so many about. like good moments that they decided to show off at uh, Microsoft. The biggest early one was probably the Cyberpunk thing. I think that was like what, maybe 20, 30 minutes in. I don't remember the timestamp, but it definitely it was a monumental moment. Yeah, like Cyberpunk started getting the train roll, and then we started getting games like a. Uh, the the fantasy star online 2 finally coming to the u.s yeah that's um, unexpected yeah that was huge like that game hasn't seen u.s since 2007 i think god i think that's when it released in japan we got a lot of games this e3 that kind of pulled from 10 plus years history like it, yeah, this it's pretty exciting um one of my personal favorites was they showed off the new uh, tales of game which is tales of arise i love those yeah. games and this one looks beautiful it did look good. Um, what was another fun one? We got the Elder Ring. Elden Ring, Ring, yeah. Ooh, Elden yeah, Ring, that that's cool. right. The new yeah. Soft game with uh, G.R.R. Martin on the uh, storyboard. We didn't see any gameplay, but we got concept, basically. And, I mean, it's from software. They're pretty trusted. They haven't failed anybody yet. This yeah. is going to be a good one. I think so. You're was not going to mention... there? What was that? Was Panzer Dragoon at Microsoft, or am I thinking of somebody else? I don't remember. I think Panzer Dragoon was Microsoft. Was it? I, I have a feel. I, I don't want to say. I it's, it was either Microsoft or Nintendo, and I don't want to screw that up. I feel like it was. You know what? It's Microsoft, and if we're wrong, then suck it. All right. Yeah, Panzer Dragoon was godlike because everybody cried about that game since like the Dreamcast died, and now it's back. Hmm. So there's an elephant in the room here. They talked about the next Xbox here, Project Scarlet. Um, oh, yeah. We didn't get the, sh the real showing. We all predicted that they would show it off, and we all agreed that they would show it off first thing. Neither one of those things really happened. That was like um, their clothes, which yeah. was kind of lame. <laughs> well, I thought about it when, when I was editing that podcast from, from before, and um, we all immediately agreed. And, and as I was listening to it, I was like, well, there's a chance. And then the more I thought about it, it was like a brain worm. I kept thinking, no, it would be. And all of this is playable on the future or whatever. Like, that might be a good way to close. So um, I was still surprised. But as soon as it wasn't the first thing they did, I was like, okay, they're, they're closing with this. But we didn't get a price point. So I was... We still have a while ahead of us before we kind of move into it. And I guess next E3 is where we really solidify things. Oh, yeah, man. I'm right. so sad Ben's not here because I was about to give him shame for because they were bragging about their 8K graphics. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Ben was like, 8K doesn't exist. Oh, man. But it I just wanted to poke the bear there for him but that was one sequence during the uh, when they were talking about project scarlet that i tuned out because it was nothing but words and numbers that i knew nothing about that's the I thing was losing my oh. mind. i'm so dis well compared to how obviously sony announced their next gen console first um i think i honestly really preferred how sony did it much over how microsoft did it because they were they were just blabbing out 
oh, here's your GX 500 candy pop. <laughs> and oh, and we've got a lightning Blu-ray. And I don't understand. I would say most people don't understand what that means. I would, I would have, I would say like 75%. Is that fair? Yeah. That's don't like, I don't have a concept of like what that is. Like, oh yeah. Hmm. That's, that's cool. That's great. But like Here's, when Sony what, did, sorry. No, 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 you're good. I just, I wanted to compare the way the PS5 was described um, in that press release thing. They, they obviously didn't have an E3 conference, but um, like one yeah. of the things for, for a, a person who's not into all of this computer information, like I am, um, or the other way around, I'm not into this information. Um, when Sony showed off their new console, they they described it in terms of, oh, it takes 0.8 seconds instead of 15. You know, yeah, like, they put I know what that means as a gamer, but if you start saying it's this 6,400 K-pop whatever graphics <laughs> card, then yeah, you lose me. Yeah, exactly. Sony pretty, like, the way Sony put it into perspective just makes a lot more sense to the average person. I have no clue what any of the parts they listed off were. I can't remember any of the parts now that I'm thinking of it. But, like, I remember, you know, 15-second load screen time to 0.8 seconds. Or even how they describe the Blu-ray technology that they're inputting in the game. They gave mm. a much more, like, visual, understandable explanation of things, knowing that most consumers aren't going to understand what any of that means. Everyone's going to nod their head, though, still, and still kind of like, oh, man, yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's like that's real good stuff in there. But do they really know what it means? I promise you, they don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you on this one pretty thoroughly, um, Marcos. I'm surprised you you mentioned Cyberpunk 2077, but didn't mention the reason that that became this massive meme. I know I'm terrible. I looked at the I looked back at the notes, and it was the first thing before Cyberpunk even got mentioned. <laughs> that's my fault. But yeah, Keanu Reeves, the. the I mean, yeah, it's basically a meme at this point, right? Oh, totally. He's everywhere. Like, the second that on that uh, showcase happened, he is everywhere on the internet. And uh, for good reason. He's a, yeah. he's a treasure. It, it was awful because I was streaming the Microsoft event, and I was looking at chat talking to a couple people, and I looked away right when the character of Keanu Reeves was, it, uh, I think his name was Johnny Silverhand, he crouches down and takes off his sunglasses to reveal it's it's him. And so I missed that reveal. And I'm looking in chat. <laughs> and I, I look back to the screen. And then it's the stage. And then Keanu Reeves comes up. I'm like, why is Keanu Reeves announcing this? <laughs> and everyone in chat was like, what? How did you? And so I, it was the worst. I missed out on the the prime excitement of that moment. But um uh, I Those love are that some good streams, though. Those are some good streams. Oh, they were a lot of fun to do. But that, there were a couple moments like that where I missed, like, one key detail <laughs> that took one and a half seconds. And, of course, uh, felt totally lost for the next couple minutes. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that and one final thing to mention here, just an honorable mention for me, is uh, we got some Psychonauts 2 actual gameplay footage, which yeah. um, that made me happy. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Double Fine. They've now been acquired by Microsoft. Again, I think the more that Microsoft acquires these otherwise indie publishers, the happier I am. Uh, I again, I think their biggest problem is they need some strong IPs um, of their own. I don't, I don't know that we got that. You know, like we got a big Gears reveal. I'm not into Gears personally. Um, Marcos, are you into that series at all? Oh yeah, I like Gears. Okay, how did how did you feel in reaction to that as someone who likes Gears? I mean, when I saw the new main character, I don't know her name, being show being a. Uh... I guess like more. It was a weird trailer too. For like, it started off with her like having a bunch of heads morph out of each other yeah. to the tune of Billie Eilish's "Bad Guy." Oh, that trailer <laughs> was so cool. 
I had a great time. Yeah, it was sick. And then during that whole Gears sequence, they showed off that apparently if you pre-order the game at GameStop or something, you get a Terminator character. And I was like, yo, I guess I'm pre-ordering. <laughs> oh, so it moved you to pre-order. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, I love Terminator. And uh, I guess it's a tie-in to the movie. I have no idea how that works. But hey, now it's uh, now he's in Gears. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, any other honorable mentions we want to touch on from Microsoft before we move to grading? I'm trying yeah. to think. I'm sure there are things. I just didn't. Well, there I was like that... stuff ahead. like Ori that was pretty cool. Yeah, we got um, more of that. Um, I think it's like a summer of next year release. Yeah, the Zero Cuphead. It... Oh man, no! I was banking on Cuphead. I was like, we said Shadow yeah. Drop on those. I am still I'm stunned that Cuphead didn't make an appearance at all during any conference. That was weird. I think that's it for me with regards to uh Microsoft's. I could okay. be forgetting something, but um sure. I'm happy with what I said. Okay. Then we'll start with Dakota here. If you had to give this a grade, lead us off. Uh I well, the pe- the press conference started and I was like really hoping to feel like, oh man, I wanna like feel like I should buy a Xbox whatever. Once this is done, but they left me just meh. So I think for me, I'd have to give them like a, a D. So it's just a D. No, a D? No, a D. <laughs> Nothing for me personally. Hmm. I'm not a Halo fan. That's no. like the one thing they seem to rely on every. Whenever they do something, they're like, hey guys, remember Halo? The only kind of decent thing that we have running for us wow. at the time? Wow. Hey, rely super heavily on halo gears of war i feel like they maybe haven't touched in a while that was kind of cool but i've never played gears of war so also kind of meh i think there's like two indie titles that really struck me and that's kind of the only things i'm excited for okay so d wow i was not expecting that but um but let's see what marcus has to say i'm giving him a solid a i had a great time during that conference okay yeah. Right on. I'm going to follow that up with an A. I, I predicted an A. I'm not just saying that to sound right, but like I really, I was having a great time throughout the whole press conference. And like things like for me, I think to myself, if Elden Ring, that George R. R. Martin and uh, From Software game, if that wasn't leaked ahead of time that we were going to get some reveal, I think I, I did lose my mind, but I think I really would have like broken down. Like I would have been so <laughs> blown away. Um, and like, it's one of those things where I can't fault the press conference for like me reading a leak early on. It's still an incredible reveal. For um, sure. Same with things like Keanu, even though I'm an idiot and I was reading chat during the review, like things like that. Um, I totally, I felt like it was just a knock out of the park a for me. Um, and we, Oh, we did forget something. There was like a Lego car that came out on Oh stage. my god, you're right. We had Forza <laughs> plus Legos. You know, that trailer was actually pretty great. Everybody was like, boo, boring ass Forza 4. And then the Legos came in. That was you great. know what? You can't you can't miss I, I do enjoy some Legos. Maybe in their plane, everything is awesome too. Like they had a Maserati getting absolutely demolished by a Lego Pinto. That thing was great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I've never expressed much interest in the Lego games, and I, I'm certainly not much of a racing game person, so it was a weird hybrid for me, but I feel like it really works. Um, Legos are fun. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so from there, I think we can move on to the next conference, which was Bethesda. Um, so Dakota, do you want to lead us through? I know that you're a somewhat resident Bethesda stan. 
yeah, I'll say I'm maybe the only resident, the only Bethesda fan because I mean, <laughs> looking at my clocked in, probably genuinely over 500 hours of Skyrim. Uh, I, I I enjoy Bethesda. They uh, they they Bethesda fucks up. Okay, like they <laughs> they can they screw up. Like they can. They, well, not this. They didn't screw up this time. But like you know, they've not been doing so hot. Um, mm. Todd Howard came out fully admitted. I feel like they pulled. Todd Howard doesn't usually attend most of the their press conferences, but I feel like they busted him out as like a we are really sorry this time. But you know they're going to come back with some BS, like, they're going to just double, it's still going to be a mess. They talked about mostly Fallout 76, um, a lot of Blades is porting the Switch, I hate mobile game ports, that was awful. They got me kind of invested, wanting to play Fallout 76, I was a little bit interested after whatever they're talking about. But the the announcement (laughs) of, we're adding NPCs was a little yeah. jarring. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you're adding NPCs? Yo, shouts to the Bethesda guy. Oh my god. We've that... got to talk about that guy. But um, that... <laughs> all right, so I've seen like internet rumors that's that this guy was paid off or that but uh, apparently there's like an interview published with this guy. Uh he's just a Bethesda super fan and he was just like actually that stoked. Bethesda and, uh, fans, like hardcore fans, are like freaking insane about like if it's the right IP, like they go ham. So I, I believe it was genuine. Oh man, I'll he was interrupting Bethesda the people. On stage. What was that? I hundred percent believe it. I'll say that uh, Bethesda fans are basically video game trekkies. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, other other games from there. Um, we did get a lot of mobile stuff, which I was kind of. God, uh, that was awful. On. I don't. I like mobile games. Most of their conference was mobile stuff. It really was. Um, that was devastating. We got Commander Keen, which again I mentioned. Oh, a mobile game. There's like this ten year plus gap that we keep pulling from this E3 conference. Like, where the hell did Commander Keen come from? I thought Who it was said, a joke at first. I, I did too. I was like, is this an out of season April Fool's joke? <laughs> um. One thing that was a huge highlight for me was actually um, kind of another huge meme. I'm not just banking on it, but um, Ikumi Nakamura showed off her new game. She's someone who's worked on, I think it was Bayonetta, Okami, and some other like really well-known games. Uh, yeah. And she's got a new Evil one coming within. down the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, Evil Within. No, this is her first game that she's actually... actually um... Director? Yeah, director of. All the other Ooh. ones, she was just a art, um, like lead artist. That's artist cool. for. But this is her first game that she is actually directing, and it was real cool to watch kind of that like torch get passed down to her because she's been working with him for a super long time. Definitely. Um, but it looks so good. Ghostwire looks so good. It's yeah, good. Dude, that was weird. That was a really weird trailer. I felt I got like Death Stranding vibes in terms of just like they're willing to show us a lot of cinematic mystery, but not actually tell us what the game is. And um, the only thing we got out of it is it's like it's focused in Tokyo. And it's people kind are of like, disappearing. Yeah, like That's aliens abduct or God knows what. Um, noodles. I feel like you know it's going to be kind of paranormal, slightly like supernatural monster thing. Knowing her, yeah, yeah it looks cool because really she comes up with like great monster designs. Sure. Yeah, I I loved everything about that, and I also really appreciated that her own like personality on stage became this like very wholesome meme. 
I she was very enthusiastic. It was Did you see great. all like the fan art on Twitter of people like drawing her and like doing various things? Yeah, <laughs> no, she was the best part that. of the conference. Yeah, she she made my day. It was great. And um, th- there's more to talk about there. I mean, we got some Elder Scrolls online. I just kind of sleeper on all the titles that they showcase this year. We saw some Dooms. Yeah, Doom Eternal was the highlight for me. I love Doom, and Doom Eternal looks great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're you were committed to that prior though i mean not that that yeah. undermines your excitement but um but for like sure. did this you were already like pre-order status or, or did this yeah i was oh, for sure already pre-order status but being able to see more to like i forget the name of the composer he's a pretty big composer but um to his, his music is great i mean Do, doom hits everything i need in a shooter and that's just pure chaos and action i don't need to think about the story of doom i just need to know that there's things i need to shoot <laughs> Very stylish. A it's almost of... like Devil May Cry, except with guns. Just purely guns. I will say everyone, like in terms of press and journalists that I was following throughout the event, reported that Doom was one of the best playing games on the floor at E3. So, Oh, really? Pe- people are swearing that this is going to be an awesome experience. So even as someone who doesn't have a history with the series like me, it makes me pretty optimistic about where this game's going to go. Cool. Yeah. Um. Saw a few other things as well. Um, I did want to clarify, though. We mentioned Fallout 76, and Dakota said that she was interested in it. But we didn't say Battle Royale. Like, that's, <laughs> that's kind of an element in the only, for me. Only Bethesda would cash in on the Battle Royale in an RPG. <laughs> in 2019. I've seen some gameplay of it. It looks bad. Ah. Uh. Well, the idea, it's called Nuclear Winter. It's it, There's like a, instead of the storm outside of your circle that shrinks the Battle Royale arena, it actually is like a burning ring of fire. And um, <laughs> R.I.P. Johnny Cash while yeah. they used his song <laughs> during that. But, um... Don't <laughs> it, sleep on Deathloop. Oh, yeah. Tell us about Deathloop. That one did oh, look cool. Looks so good. Made by our, my resident favorite developers, um... Arcane. I oh, I almost forgot. That's why I kind of paused, right. drug that out. But um, it's like their newest, most recent, uh, like original title outside of like they did Dishonored and Prey. They're doing something totally new with Deathloop, and it looks very kind of like mystery. It has like kind of old school. So there was like some very old timey vibe to it. Now I can't like play six. Obviously, it's very kind of a futuristic game still. Hmm. But uh, with two rivals, and maybe it'll even possibly be like a two player co op game. Uh, where a guy's basically stuck in a time loop and, like, you have this chick who's, like, controller of the loop and they're, like, mortal enemies. It looks so good. Yeah, I do. I also just stand. Yeah. So, any any other Bethesda things that we want to tackle before we move to scoring? I think I said what I needed to. Okay. Well, I was expecting to come in here grading this lower than I'm feeling now, so you all have actually swayed me by reminding me of a couple highlights. Um... We'll start off with Marcos here. What are you going to give this? D minus. D minus. Okay. Uh, Dakota. Um, as much as I love Bethesda, I gotta give it a C. A C. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like you. You were still very disappointed. Well, they talked like about mobile go games most of the time. <laughs> like what? Like they talked about Fallout seventy six, which did kind of intrigue me, but like to begin with, like I was just straight F, and that was my instant reaction upon watching it. Okay, but well, I did have mentioned hopes, Ghostwire. So. What was that? I had personal hopes for Bethesda, and it did kind of 
Eh. Mostly. After going through some of the things that we did get, some of the highlights, I think I'm going to pull this to a D minus with Marcos instead of that F. I was really willing to give it to him, but Ghostwire and Deathloop are pretty much kind of the only two things to really be excited for. Yeah. Commander Keen, come on. Shut up. (laughs) That was awful. I couldn't believe they had the audacity to make me watch that. It was bad. It felt out of place in all the wrong ways. Um, Okay. So we got one more before we take our break here. Uh, We have Devolver Digital next. Now, (laughs) this is the first time I've really watched it. I knew they were extreme. I I remember our E3 bingo from last year. One of the tiles was uh, Devolver has like fake blood on stage and they delivered that. Um, What did we watch, Marcos? A fever dream. (laughs) Is that it? Is that all we're getting? I mean, fever dream? The. Yeah, I don't know how else to explain it. It was a lady absolutely freaking out. Yeah, I guess it was. Uh, any games that stuck out from you, or, or just is it just spectacle at this point? Oh, um, there was Carrion, I think is the name of the game. That weird Metroidvania horror thing. Yeah, okay. I remember that one. That didn't look like it was for me, but I do remember that one. It looked interesting. Oh, that's basically what Devolver does. They they make they or they publish weird games that look kind of cool. Like uh, Enter the Gungeon got a uh, arcade cabinet, yeah, which I thought was, was awesome. Oh my god, it's five thousand dollars. <laughs> so I'm never gonna play it. They also came out with Devolver Bootleg. Oh which, yeah, <laughs> which is one percent off on the Steam store. Um, <laughs> what a hero! I wasn't even sure how, what to do with that. Dakota, did anything stick out from Devolver from you? I'll be honest. Devolver showed as I was on my way home from work, and that was just one I never went back to watch. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I I was hosting this one, uh, and I had no idea what was going on. It was just pure <laughs> memes for me, and uh, I, I didn't get anything positive out of this. Now, I want to caveat... Really? Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't, like... Damn. I understand the meta layer to it. Like it's commenting on a lot regarding these presentations, but also expectations as publishers in the game industry. Um, and also just like, like you mentioned, like they pick weird games to publish in general, but, um, but I was lost by this and I actually love Devolver in general. Some of my favorite games have come from them in the last couple of years. Um, like uh, the two that immediately popped to mind are minute and Greece. Um, oh, Grease some... was Devolver? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, um, they weren't the developer, obviously, but they were the publisher. Yeah. Uh, things like that, like just random games that I never would have expected that I end up loving. Uh, many of them have come from them, and yet, I, I'm going to lead off with the score here. I got to give them an F. Damn. I thought, this, I thought this was just it completely ineffective. It didn't introduce anything that I was willing to buy. Like a $5,000 arcade cabinet for Enter the Gungeon. Really? Oh, man. Like, sure, that's fine. <laughs> but like, for an E3 presentation, I saw nothing that jumped out at me personally. You mentioned Carrion, which, yeah, that's a good one to mention. Um, Devolver Bootleg was funny, but it wasn't really something that was substantial um, from what I've seen. I don't know. I just, I feel like anything, I'm lying. I, I would honestly just rate this question mark but if i have to give it a grade it's an f fair enough honestly two question marks and a marcos answer is is fine with me what what are you gonna grade it i'll give it a c a c yeah. okay i think that's fair 
I think that's fair too. I it wasn't objectively bad, but I just didn't I didn't get anything out of it. And that's <laughs> what an E3 conference is supposed to do is to to motivate you to be excited and celebrate the games from a certain, you know, publisher or company or or anything. And and yet, just pure anarchy, man. Just pure. pure I feel anarchy. like Devolver Digital tries to like make like almost like tries to be kind of outlandish in order to like maybe get like some what's the word like press isn't the right word but you know like that general kind of feeling like whoa look at this this was real racky wacky yeah um, like, like attention like performance art yeah but and like try to be kind of like meme in this day and age but like it never works <laughs> it's just Damn. bad Considering I love their games, I, I was hoping for something. Uh, even if the presentation itself was crazy like it was, I was I was looking forward to walking away with one or two I'm interested in this kind of purchases, and I didn't get anything out of them. So, Wow, I gave Devolver lower than Bethesda, and just barely, and I feel that bad about bad. that. It does. It does. But I, yeah. I got to stick to my gun, or my gungeon here, and um, wow. that was a terrible pun. Welcome back, everyone. This month, we wanted to talk about a new Patreon member, Where's My Spacebar? Um, he's our member of the month, and we want to just go through some things that we asked about some of the favorites, least favorites, um, and we'll start with Spacebar's favorite game, which is Azura's Wrath. Now, interesting pick. I haven't played this one, but oh, this is a game that comes up in a lot of conversations. Uh, have either of you played this one before? Yeah, I have. You have? Okay, what's it like? For someone like me who hasn't played. It's kind of like, it's a mix between like how you would see Bayonetta or Del May Cry. Okay. But with a lot of uh, quick time events. Like almost half of it is gameplay. The other half is cinematic quick time event. Hmm. Okay. And Dakota, you haven't played this? Nope. Gotcha. Well, it makes sense that Devil May Cry, Bayonetta would be kind of the analogies here because Spacebar's favorite genre is actually hack and slash. So... That kind of fits. Um, his least favorite game is Dead Island 2. And we have in parentheses here, not out. I assume because I I, I had to Google this one before we actually sat down and recorded. Uh, I guess Dead Island 2 has been in development hell, like just being delayed forever. Um, yep. Yeah, Marcus. Makes sense. What do you know about this game? Uh, I know that it was announced like almost shortly after the, the, the uh, Riptide DLC came out for Dead Island 1. And uh, the developers have gone out of their way to say that, don't worry, this game is still happening. It's oh, just man. not coming out yet. Oh. So that, that's so the sad. most information I think I have on that. Yeah. Dead Island's a real fun game. I, I haven't played it, obviously, but um, I know that feeling when a game just is this indefinite, like it's never going to happen sort of feeling. And for a developer to kind of even reinforce that, oh, no, we're still working on it. That would just make me like, I don't know, <laughs> melancholy. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, interesting choice for a least favorite game. The reason it's his least favorite is because it's just this not released thing. That's a That's a curious example. I like that one. I'm glad uh, we have clarification on that, though, because I was wondering... Yeah, when I saw that submission, I was wondering to myself, but then the, the first news story that I popped out is that Dead Island has been delayed again or something. I was like, okay. Poor um, Dead Island. Yeah. Um, Spacebar's least favorite genre here, 
unironic dating sim. Boo! <laughs> well, I, I have to say, most dating sims that I've played have been ironic. So I, I, I kind of get this. But well, screw the... you two. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'd probably play the most dating sims out of all three of what? them. What? What? Don't you say that to me. You know how many Otome games I've had downloaded on my phone and how much money I've spent on them? Nice. Have you played them? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it, it sounded, when you said yeah. I downloaded them, I'm like, I played them. No, oh, I have spent a lot of money on completely unironic dating sims because I was sad. And they make me Ah, man. F- feels, feels bad. In the free, oh man, I, I think I've just grown up playing dating sims. Maybe it's just one of those hashtag woman things, but like the oh, like the 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 games, the dating, like I literally grew up playing uh, Path Thesis dating games, which mm. even now are still ugly looking as all hell. They're completely free. There's, I mean, I would play through every route, and I would spend all day playing a game, and I would replay it and replay it. But they're, I don't know. Well, I like dating sims quite a bit, um, unironically like them, but I do love my ironic ones as well. So, um, Marcos, you you don't strike me as much of a dating sim type. I've played a few. You've played a few? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing one right now, actually. What, what, what is that one? It's called uh, World End Simulator, or World End oh! Syndrome. I think, what? is that the one um, on Switch? Yeah, it's on Switch. It's by oh, uh, Arc wanted, System Works. Which, I that's the main that. reason I bought it because uh, it's by the same people that that, that uh, made uh, Dragon Ball Fighters and uh, Guilty Gear and all that stuff. Oh wow! Is that the one yeah. where you like? Is it like the it's notebook like a murder thing? mystery sort of thing? Okay. And uh, you're, it's a dating sim disguised as a murder. Like it's more murder mystery than it is dating sim. Hmm. But it's uh, it's pretty cool. I like it. I haven't finished it, but uh, I am like playing it's like the game i put on at like three in the morning when i don't feel bad about myself when i can't get caught playing this kind of sort of thing oh i have no shame you know what game i was actually this is gonna sound you know what game i was real <laughs> upset about when i found out it wasn't really a dating sim was doki doki literature oh. <laughs> doki doki is a dating sim don't lie i was oh. upset i was like oh how am i supposed to feel good now that is I've one of my favorite games seen... of all time I've still never seen a full gameplay of that game. Oh, I've man. only heard things, and I've read like the uh, the article that has been posted on the website. Oh, the three thousand word chapter that I posted. Yeah, so I, I feel uh, I feel versed enough about the game to know what's yeah. going on. It, it's something else. I, I don't want to spoil it for our listeners if they haven't played it. I just would recommend it. Um, but yeah, I'm with Marcos. I, I usually hide the dating sims when I when I feel like I have the safe hours to do so. <laughs> Oh, sure. well, I have okay. spent. I will proudly admit, I have particularly on mobile dating sims because it's it was always easier to find mobile ones in abundance. Sure, um, I've spent a lot of money on Naruto esque dating sims and um, nice me- uh, mystical messenger, magic messenger. I can't remember the name, but oh, that's a I, I Mystic that messenger. That's a real yeah. fun one. That one has a has good OST. They yes. they praise the music for that. I've heard that and, song. It's a real good one. Yeah. Well, let's move on from now to Spacebar's uh, favorite color, which I, I'm sad Ben's not here for this one. It's orange. Boo. Uh, you don't like orange? No, nah, I mean... You know what? Orange is perfectly okay. Yeah, it's fine. I just, it's not my, it's not for me. 
I'm a Dragon Ball fan. I uh, associate oh, okay. orange with a lot of Dragon Ball, so I have a when, good fine with orange. When I think of orange, I think of the Florida Gators, like the orange and blue, and that that's uh, a good thing. Uh, I feel like I, most people use orange in a real tacky way. Well, like redneck, like um, what is that? The orange and black camo or whatever. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> Neon trucker hats. Um. Okay. Let's. Uh. The favorite movie here, Die Hard, the best Christmas movie. Um. Okay, that's a lie. Never <laughs> it totally that. is a lie. Uh, I I've seen Die Hard a couple times. Um. It's not like a tradition for me or anything. Uh, I know a lot of people do watch it around Christmas. But uh, but I, I enjoy shout it. Shout to Hans Gruber. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's probably the, the main shout out there. Um, we've got favorite food here: mac and cheese. Also Trash. tied with cheese. We had audio cheese. Now we have mac and cheese. Not a fan. Not a fan. You're lactose intolerant. You don't get an opinion. I get yeah, an opinion when like a food actively hurts me. That's that's, that's an opinion that's to be had. Have you had like non-lactose mac and cheese and enjoyed it? No, I, I don't go, like go out and seek a chance to get mac and cheese, a chance to like eat it. Oh, that, that disappoints me. I was the picky kid growing up who at Thanksgiving would like grab like mashed potatoes, bread, turkey, and mac and cheese, and that's it. Oh, um, dude. You're I both so disappointing. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love mac and cheese. I'm, I, that makes me sad, but I understand in that sense. Um, most hyped game from Spacebar, and I think this is a good pick. Um, the Last of Us Two. Yeah, that's a pr- pretty good one. Uh, and then shout out here, um, Spacebar would like to shout out a YouTube channel called Shine Bros, a co-op Let's Play channel with Spacebar's friends Ben and Josh. That sounds fun. I, I I clicked around on it earlier. I went ahead and subscribed. I haven't actually sat down to watch the content, but Spacebar's a good guy. I I trust his uh, taste of character here. So shout out to Shine Bros on YouTube. Okay, let's dive back into part two here where we rate the second half of the E3 conferences. And um, this first one here is going to be PC gaming. Dakota, were you around to actually watch PC gaming? Uh, No, because again, I think this one started right as soon as my shift did for work. And while I did watch most of these at work, hopefully my work doesn't like spy on me. Um, (laughs) I did listen to watch... I did watch most of these trailers while I was at work. PC gaming was not one of them because that was right when I started and I was trying to at least be good until I think Microsoft came up shortly later in the day or Ubisoft or something. Yeah, it would have been Ubisoft. Um, Okay, so Marcos, I remember you were hanging out in chat with me when I was streaming this one. What did you think about PC gaming? This was kind of a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, I think it was the cleanest show of the weekend. Wow. Yeah. Cleanest? What do you mean? Like they had a they had a formula and they went with it the entire time. They just had trailer dev showed up talked about it trailer trailer dev showed up talked about it trailer trailer dev showed up talked about it and it was good. And most of the trailers were probably like not all of them were incredible, but there were some that were pretty f- interesting. They even showed off Shenmue, which is yeah a game everybody like or I I also won't say that everybody, but it's a big cult classic that uh, a lot of people have their eyes on. And the fact that PC gaming show. Were the ones to snag that uh, trailer? It's pretty big. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it cool. Well, I guess one of the reasons they did that is because it was announced that Shinmu Three was uh, going to be an Epic exclusive, and Epic was a host for the PC gaming or like sponsor for it show. Oh, you're right. You're right. I, um, I, I guess that's why they got the drop on it. But that was still I, as someone who didn't play those games, um, I had to kind of look into the response, and people 
exploded with excitement about that. So that's really yeah. encouraging. Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention one of the games that, to me, was a standout. It was called Midnight Ghost Hunt. Oh, dude, I was going to get to that. Oh, okay, I'm go really for it. interested go for it. in that game. Yeah, I immediately, when they t- when the uh, dev talked about to join the Discord, they're going to have, like, Steam giveaways trying to join the closed beta and all that stuff. I was like, I'm in. I'm going <laughs> to see what they're about. I got on the Discord, like, seconds afterwards. And everybody in the Discord is very excited about it. They have um, some, uh, what are they called, dev journals or dev... Like Dev Diaries, that sort of thing? Yeah. Or, uh, it's just one guy working on it, which is incredible, by the way. That is insane. Um, and it's, it's basically, um, if anybody has played Prop Hunt on, I guess, it started off on Gary's Mod. I played it on uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. I think that's the, yeah. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 has a Prop Hunt version. Basically, you run around as a piece of something on the map. It could be like a a sandbag or a light post and uh the other team tries to shoot you they try and figure it's like hide and seek but uh in this one you're basically ghostbusters trying to find ghosts and it looks great it looks hilarious wow knowing the context from the gary's mod thing it actually really excites me further because i had never seen anything remotely like mechanically related to this just the trailer looked just I've never seen this whole theme of possessing objects to move around and married with the Ghostbusters thing, but that's cool that you you have that experience. Yeah, it's uh, it's really fun, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it's probably the biggest game that they showed off as a thing next to Shenmue for me. Well, then one other that I might mention here um, is. <laughs> I think you're. I think I remember you reacting poorly to this. There's a, a game where it's, it's essentially an RPG where you play as a shark. Yep. Um, Dakota, did you see this trailer? No. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I I highly recommend it because of its. I absurdity. wish I didn't. Um, I do love sharks. What do you wish you didn't, Marcus? Do you have like a specific yeah. shark fear or something? He has a fear of fish. Okay. I have a fear of like damn near anything ocean related. Yeah. I mean Water? that's fair. Yeah. I'm not about it. Well. For me, I just I love this trailer in every way. It it struck me as you're you're a shark, dude, and your whole your whole task is just to <laughs> totally mess with people and eat them alive and like like flip their boats over and just like you just get to, it's like Grand Theft yeah. Auto Shark Edition. I just something about that it it massages my brain in the right ways. Um, and the trailer had it. It was very self-aware. It had its own sense of humor. I was very excited. And not to mention the host of the PC gaming event put on a shark costume oh to God, announce this thing that. and discuss it with the death. <laughs> that made me really happy. <laughs> um, but I, this was my first PC gaming show. A lot of people discouraged me from deciding to stream it because they said PC gaming is usually boring or it's a mess or snooze fest about hardware. There was a little hardware in there. Like Samsung announced a new curved uh, monitor that looked really nice. Oh, yeah. There were a couple other things. Um, but most of the games did not stick with me, although I remember saying repeatedly, wow, I haven't seen a bad trailer yet. Like, I felt like everything they, they showed was of solid quality. Now, Dakota, I'm not going to put you in this position again because you didn't watch it. Uh, we'll just put a question mark for now. But Marcos, do you want to go ahead and grade this? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm giving him a solid B. I had a good time watching it. Solid B. Solid B. Okay. Yeah. Right on. 
I felt the same. I, I felt like a B was was adequate. I might have even given it higher, but there wasn't one or two of those I must buy this sort of games. Um, I mean, I, I did think Midnight Ghost Hunt looked great. Maneater, the shark game, looked great. Uh, there were several games that we saw a couple extra trailers or glimpses into, but I, I it didn't move the needle. I think an A conference is a very particular thing. Like It, it motivates a couple first-day purchases for me. Um let's just be really brief here um we i did the limited run games conference uh it was about 30 minutes to an hour and uh limited run games is not announcing any brand new titles what they do what they're known for is uh repackaging and selling off physical editions and like deluxe editions of various games um so they led this conference off with night in the woods just a brief minute and a half trailer um for switch and ps4 physical editions of night in the woods which I was so excited for. Dakota, did you hear about this? I I, I didn't I didn't see any news about that until literally right now. Um, but that 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 sounds really really good. For me, that as a way to lead it in a conference, you gifted that game to me. I played it and I reviewed it for Epilogue. I gave it a four point five out of five. I would have gone five out of five, but I know that that game isn't like universally appealing to everyone for a couple reasons. But I loved that game. And as soon as I saw physical edition, it was just it, Christmas. It's just like, I, I'm getting this. <laughs> I'm getting it, dude. Um, I'm glad you had a good time with that one. I've never I did. played it. There were so many nostalgic ones, too, for a lot of people. I, I remember people freaking out over um, Transistor and Mist. Oh, yeah, the Transistor was really cool. Um, yeah. Wakamele got a, is getting a physical release. That's pretty cool. Release. Yeah. Also, I think uh, they're doing like a bunch of Vita and Game Boy releases. For various yeah, yeah like, I remember seeing some Vita stuff. I think Persona 4 was one of them. I think you're right, yeah. But uh, a big one for me was uh, shout-outs to Power Rangers Battle for the Grid gain a physical release. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, love, Dude. I, I love having a reason to talk more about that game. It's a great time. Everybody should go check that game out. Great fighting game. And now it's getting a physical release where you get like actual Ranger badges if you get yes. the Deluxe Edition, which is really That's... cool. That's you know what's so funny to me is you were mentioning that game like in disparaging terms early on. You're like still go for it, but X Y Z. It's like this super budget thing, blah blah blah. It's not the best, but then you loved it when you played it. You reviewed it for Epilogue, and now it's getting a success story. It's getting a physical release. Yeah, man, that's so cool. Um, I also loved the format of their conference, Dakota. If you didn't see it, it basically what they did is they made fun of the conferences in almost a devolver like way. Um, uh, but the way they did it worked for me. It was like a fake, all green screened, terrible, digitally rendered, empty theater full of cardboard cutouts in the seats. Yep. And Lord. just they would zoom in on a specific section of the seats. Holy um, shit. And there would be like a green screened in person, presumably for the dev team or whoever works there. Um, and they'd be like, yeah. Like, God, then, that's great. such a kick at the whole <laughs> fake audience thing at Bethesda. <laughs> Oh, it was it was so perfect given the Bethesda contrast too. Um, I even if you're not a, um, into the whole like collecting physical editions of things, I would recommend anyone listening to go watch it. Just I think it landed really well. It, it was like what Devolver was doing, but except really funny. And um, they would like interrupt and undermine themselves and contradict themselves, but like in ways that led to interesting physical releases um, that made me want to buy them. Yeah, it was a really fun. Really fun one. There was a scene so, where a dude literally morphed himself into a Nintendo Switch. 
did. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god. There there were a couple things of that nature. It was just surreal. Like I don't know another way. It, it's just surreal. Um it, so Marcos, let's quickly grade this one. I'll put another question mark for Dakota here. Uh what'd you feel about this? I'm giving him a B plus. I had a good time with this one. A really B good time. Plus. Nice. Yeah. I'm giving him an A minus. Um there's no meat to the minus necessarily other than uh, a couple more night in the woods and we'd have a solid a like like, like i need one or two more of <laughs> do those, you like... follow the developers for night in the woods because they're always posting like little things that they they have like a two different vinyls i think in the past few months and like thrown mm-hmm. miniature figures and it depends on the developers you're mentioning I, I think i follow like the official dev team twitter but i don't follow the individual developers oh um... follow the individual developers yeah, like the I'll, two I, main ones, the two I, I can't remember their names. I'm sorry. I should do that. I, I remember their um their profiles. I've seen them before. I just bombs follows the main one. Okay, well I'll, I'll take that as a recommendation because Night in the Woods is such a cherished game to me. Really, really good. Screw um, you. Me too. Well, to us, let's say. <laughs> um, I took your recommendation. It was a great recommendation, and now I get to have a physical edition. Um. Oh, before we move on, we've graded it, but I, I meant to ask. Um, I'm going to buy it for the Switch. What are you going to buy it for if you buy it, Dakota? Uh, do they have steel cases, or is it just No, regular? I think it's just normal PS4 and Switch cases. I feel like it... Uh, hmm. That's tough. I feel like the game would suit the Switch really, really well, but having it on the PS4, playing it on like the big TV and like great, great graphics... <sighs> It's, it's a tug of war in my mind too uh switch yeah playing it I on would, the go i want it right. on the go yeah I, I think it's a perfect game to like pick up put down um it's not a very long game but yes there's the tug of damn it i would love ps4 level graphics yeah okay so limited run games check out the stream if you're interested it was a good time let's move over to back to some mainline events here we have ubisoft is the next major one here um dakota you're kind of an i hate to stereotype you with bethesda and ubisoft right when i think of those no, two, I, I think that's I, your your bread and butter right on on i think on the podcast i'm the resident bethesda ubisoft person because my outstanding love for skyrim admittedly and assassin's creed uh well, i think marcos definitely gets like square enix like we have like our 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 niches, and I'm definitely the Ubisoft person. Oh, for sure. I just, I I didn't want to like peg. It's no, it. no. I, I am. I'm the Ubisoft person. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> let to, to walk us through some of the highlights for uh, Ubisoft. Uh, they walked us through with uh, Watch Dogs to begin with. Which oh, I did, none of us predicted that was how they were going to open it. Um, no, not by any means. I never played Watch Dogs. I think I tried playing the first one. Couldn't get like real too into it. I just felt weird but i feel like i have to play watchdog legion for the mm. granny for the grandma yes. spies oh my god yes oh <laughs> and my just god. the idea that you're i kind of like the general a lot of these games i feel like recently are kind of uh, getting a little bit more political um deaths with death strandings um you want to form relationships and connections to watchdogs you want to build like you want to just meet people join people and like build a revolution um yeah. Especially when it's based in England post Brexit, <laughs> it's definitely a very political game. Um, but the granny looks so <laughs> the, gran- the granny. <laughs> Wasn't her name Helen? I think. 
Maybe. Something. I don't know. But (laughs) God, Watch Dogs look so good. Um, For for someone who didn't see the granny, can you actually explain why we're excited about that? She's literally a granny. No, no, I saw it. I'm saying, like, oh, if okay. someone hasn't watched, like, why are we excited about this? She's literally, like, a 60, 70-year-old woman, like, in her... J- English woman, I should say. Like, that. I feel like that adds an air to it. Out casually <laughs> feeding the bird. She's got on her, like, little plaid skirt matching, you know, uh, blazer and, um, you know, with her little cane and, like, old-school heels and a little bowl hat. And she's literally just an old woman, but she's, like, a master assassin spy, and she's just... It's just goofy. It's like it's she's it's not goofy, but everybody <laughs> like she's not games out never do lift, this. Right? <laughs> Seriously, games never do this. And putting like just an old woman on like the front line of their game is just like it's so good as like a major assassin. Like she is the boss. Yeah. All to the tune of like Flight of the Valkyrie or something. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got like seventeen minutes of that. Um, what else? stuck to you from the conference there we kind of got a highlight reel. uh just dance i feel like you always remember just dance um oh, i wish i could forget i, th- <laughs> really? I think You're not even friend? who uh, likes no. who likes it i wanted i i saw an outfit that i really wanted to wear during oh, that sh- uh the panda show. outfit no 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 there were like rainbow tights that were glitter and then i had like a like a like a skirt that would shine i thought that, i thought i looked pretty good on that um, I I think you would. Maybe we should yeah, look into uh, investing in that for you. I was. Uh, it piqued my interest. Um, <laughs> there was that weird game that they showed off towards the end of the Ubisoft thing, where it was like uh, the Greek sort of tale. I remember the name of the game. Oh, Everyone I was, was like confused by it. Literally, just looking at something. Um, yeah, it's like this new game that they're working on. It's the same developers that actually did Odyssey. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, not Mario Odyssey. I can't believe I have to phrase that. <laughs> but, um, oh, shoot. I literally just looked at this. I know what you're talking about, and I also am brain dead. Oh, God, hold on. I got it. I got it. Give me two minutes. It's like, okay, hold on. I got it. It's like self-shaded. It looks interesting. I don't think we saw, like, real Gods and Monsters. Like, yeah, there it oh. is. Oh, gosh. That's I, what it was. Gods yeah. and Monsters. And it is. Everyone kept saying it was like Breath of the Wild looking. Yeah, and that's literally how the article is titled. Gods and Monsters, a new Ubisoft game that's like Breath of the Wild with, or it's like Zelda with Greek mythology. It's literally interesting. Yeah, Yeah, it looked looked good, but we didn't see anything. (laughs) No, yeah, it doesn't seem like they have gameplay. Yeah. The weird thing, there was a part where they talked about the uh, Netflix movie for Ghost Recon, was it? Oh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that was strange. I thought we were going to see actual Ghost Recon uh, breakpoint stuff, and now we just got uh, we got Netflix for whatever reason. <laughs> what about the TV show that was announced here? Um, I can't think of the actor's name, the guy who's in Always Sunny. The, the show oh, called Mythic Charlie Quest. Day? Ugh, it wasn't yeah. Charlie Day. It was It's the guy who plays Mac. Um, oh, um, can't think of the actor's name, but it's the show know. called Mythic Quest. It basically is like a like I guess a sitcom or a reality sort of faux show. It, it takes uh, the position of uh, almost like an office like documentary from inside a game development studio where this company has created like the most successful. Uh, I think it's MMORPG in the world yeah. or biggest esports game in the world or something like that. Uh, anyone want to? 
take a handle on that because that personally didn't appeal to me, but I know a lot of people I was speaking to got excited. What? Really? Because I saw that and I was like, wow, that's... And it feels so out of place in E3 especially. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. Advertise like your show on... It was... What was it on? It wasn't a Netflix show. It was like a Hulu or Amazon Prime show or something. Apple TV. Oh, Apple TV, really? (laughs) No, I think it was. I think it was. That's terrible. That was one of the reasons I slept on it. It's not even like it's a regular CBC show or Netflix. It's like, what? It just puts out of place on E3 entirely. It doesn't... Damn. I, I thought it was feel an interesting right. choice to put that in your E3 presentation, uh, especially with the actor leading the way on stage. Uh, I think it was done well. I just personally, it, it didn't click for me. No, it, it seemed just very... Mm. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Yeah. Uh, what other Ubisoft stuff do we want to talk about, or are we good on that? I feel like there's something else. Beyond Good and Evil. We didn't get Beyond Good and Evil, yeah, and that that's... was really uh, unfortunate. I... I was expecting something from there because, I mean, I, I've it's been in and out of the press rumored, will they, won't they show something, but I really thought they would. I don't see why they slept, like, they could have, I don't know, out of everything they showed off, I don't see why they would have that instead of Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yeah, well, I guess it's just not ready. Um, and that's, I'd rather wait on a game that I want to see and it be a good trailer or a good game, then, you know, see some kind of something that isn't actually representative later down the line. For sure. All right. I know UB has a little bit of a tendency with that. I was just reading an article about the history of Watch Dogs, how number one turned out to be this huge disappointment, apparently. Um, That's why I didn't. Yeah, it it wasn't great. Yeah. I'm going to play it. I actually just grabbed a used copy recently. It was like six bucks at GameStop. But um, I think Watch Dogs 2 ended up being better. A lot of people said that it just didn't sell as well, so Ubisoft was apparently the first one sucked. Yeah, that's it's a complicated issue, but that's also it's baked into E3. Like, there's a lot of false promises being made, even as hyped as we get. We have to keep a pinch of salt next to us. You know, these things probably will change between now and when the controller's in our hands. Um, okay, let's uh, let's move over to grading this. I'm going to kick this over to Marcos first. Uh, how do you feel about Ubisoft's presentation? This- uh, I feel like a solid C. C. Okay. Yeah. Do you want Do you want to unpack that at all, or, or nothing interested? too interesting outside of Watch Dogs? Yeah. For me, at least. Okay. Dakota. I'd say a, a C. No, I think the only wow. thing that caught my eye was like Watch Dogs. Wow. The the Ubisoft stand gives a C. This isn't good. I I'm gonna yeah. go just one peg higher and say C plus. Um, we, we had a couple of things in there that I, I think looked really promising. Um, even if they weren't my kind of game, I'm, I'm going to maybe add that plus cause gods and monsters looks like something. If we see it, that come to fruition, uh, beyond just the concept art, I, as something that I want to play. Uh, Did you but... know gods and monsters set to release February next year? Yeah. And that was one of the things in that article, which seems real sudden. Well, it's disconcerting because I need a little gameplay, but then again, we, had the same situation with uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Like we we just got a, a cinematic teaser like two months ago or whatever, and all of a sudden now we have 15 minutes of gameplay and it's coming out in September. Um, it I'm not saying I encourage that development cycle and announce schedule, but maybe that's kind of a similar thing going on with Ubisoft. But yeah, show me some gameplay before you. I, I really feel good about. It. But I will say 
if Watch Dogs 3 looks as cool and the whole mechanic of play any NPC works as well as it is advertised, then that's going to be a, a game of the year contender next year. So if you put up a game of the year contender with extensive gameplay and description throughout, like I, I think that that's, that's a good conference. Um, the rest, it, it just totally went into a lull for me. But, uh, but yeah, C+. Plus. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. We have the next one, Square Enix. I'm going to pass this one over to Marcos because, yeah, you're, you're the Square Enix stand. Let's do this. Ooh. Don't want to put you into a box, but... I no, mean... I'm, I'm happy to gush <laughs> over this conference. I, I had a good time. Yeah. I mean, starting off with what felt like 20... Like, 20-plus minutes of Final Fantasy VII Remake talking about everything that I needed to know for what is... The first part of the game, which is confirmed to just be Midgar, which I'm fine with 100% about. It's They can build upon that story as much as I want because they started off with the trailer. Mm. And it was an extended trailer of what was shown off. Like I think they, if not PlayStation Square Enix themselves, dropped like a minute and a half trailer on YouTube because something got leaked or whatever. Mm. And it, it just looks phenomenal. Yeah. And we got a second gameplay trailer that showed off Tifa. And yes. we got even more gameplay um, details when... Uh, I forget the name of the developer. It wasn't um, Tetsuya Nomura. It was the one that came before him. He was, They were talking about how um, how limits were going to work and how the um, ATB system was. But hmm. uh, it all looks fantastic. I, yeah. Ooh, I'm so ready. I, I already pre-ordered the... Uh, the uh what's the name of the edition oh the big 300 dollar one 330 bucks yeah that, oh. was a, that was a hefty dent but it was worth it that's that's awesome um it's hard to follow up final fantasy 7 the remake because if anyone has played that game then surely i mean if they played it to completion they probably liked it or they would have given up and for those of us who have played it to completion it's like an instant classic so to see the absolute care and love that has gone into this remake is incredible. Mm -hmm. I, I'm very excited for this too. It looks beautiful. Were, were there other? I know there were a few other standouts. One being uh, the Mana collection, amongst other things, Trials of Mana. Well, the Trials of Mana stuff was at Nintendo. Oh, I'm all getting the, that. All the Mana stuff was at Nintendo. Yes. Wait, wait, what am I thinking? We got some kind of something at Square. We got. We got the Crystal Chronicles shown off at Square. I don't know why that uh, came to mind. I thought we got some like classic collectors something, but in, that's just escaping me. Not that I can remember. A lot of like they shot off a bunch of um, I wouldn't say weird titles, but uh, to follow Final Fantasy VII, it was kind of it was pretty weird. It was weird. I I, did, I felt like it just kind of went from like a su like super awesome high to a pretty boring low, and then at the very end, kind of trickled back up again. Yeah, I feel that. I think that was I think that's pretty uh, fair to it. I mean, was the Final Fantasy Eight at Nintendo or was that at Square? No, I that was remember. definitely that was Square. Square. That was okay. legit. The Final that was a big Fantasy one. Eight remaster, and it looks it looked on the trailer kind of like okay this isn't graphically impressive but then immediately people went to twitter posting side by sides mm -hmm. of what the original versus this remake look or remaster looks like and it's they've put a lot of work into this it looks really good 
I remember what I remember what you were thinking about. It wasn't Secret of Mana. It was the romancing saga. Oh my finally god! Finally getting uh, American or, or yeah. uh, Western release that's coming out to uh, I think everything. I think it's gonna be on everything. That's what it was, including mobile. I think that was like the weird <laughs> thing that I thought. But uh, yeah, Romancing Saga three and Scarlet Grace are coming to uh, to us, which is really cool. I know people that are really into that series. Yeah. That that's the one that I that's literally the one because I remember thinking at first before the name got dropped I ha, I wasn't too familiar with Secret of Mana but I heard some leaks were coming and then I, I was like oh this must be it and then debated it was uh, that's why and I still a really, got it uh, a really personal thing was that uh, the uh, remind uh, DLC for Kingdom Hearts three was shown off a bit yeah that's awesome that that actually is something I, I'm not a big Kingdom Hearts fan, but for someone who is, I bet that's really exciting because you actually saw some like stuff in there. Like you could, you, there's oh, a little yeah. bit of gameplay. We saw a gameplay where you get to use um, Riku, where you get to use Roxas, and uh, I think the oh yeah, Aqua. Which now, uh, what did you think about the fact that they didn't do any voice acting? It was like there were these like title cards that they flashed through instead of dialogue. That felt awkward to me. I think that's probably late. I don't know. There probably there probably isn't any um, voice acting done yet for the DLC, yeah. which is weird since I think they said it was going to release in the winter. So I'm guessing sometime in December, like late December. Hmm. I'll take it for Christmas. Yeah, that'd be wonderful, especially within the first year of release. That's a good dev cycle. Yeah. Um, so. Dakota, anything jump out at you during Square? No, Square was one of those I was again watching it at works. So I actually I actually came home and rewatched it cuz I was like working. Yeah. Um and couldn't put like 100% of attention into it cuz I rewatched it cuz I was like it's probably better than I remember it being while I was at work. It, um I don't a lot of fan I've never played Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Never been a Final Fantasy fan. Um just cuz it's overwhelming by how many games there are. You never know where to start. Uh and I don't like the pixel RPG graphics that the early ones have. Sure. Uh, I'm kind of interested in trying Final Fantasy VII because I know that's like the end all be all of it. But I don't know. A lot of Final Fantasy stuff. A lot of I think there's a Kingdom Hearts thing in there somewhere. Not a Kingdom Hearts person. It was a lot of I think I feel like there was something that I did enjoy. I now I it's. I'm blanking on what it would possibly was, but was most of it was very. What's that? It was yeah, like a, I think it's a switch switch uh, game. It's made by the same people that did um, I Am Setsuna, I think, and um, what's the Octopath Square trailer. or was that Nintendo? That the only Naki trailer was shown off at Square. Okay, I, could, I dang, I wish I had better notes. It might have been actually. It might have potentially been that one one of the things that also threw me off with squares enix's thing was that like they showed off like games that have already been released but now they're just re-releasing on something else like octopath traveler and i was like i know there's not a dlc because the creators already confirmed they'd probably never do a dlc um but like showing that oh it's got a pc release now and few other games that they're just kind of like reiterating and kind of rechugging out was kind of disappointing I I, i'll agree with that i i felt like both yubi and square kind of like just played a few commercials in the middle of their thing which yeah. okay what's the difference between a commercial and an advertisement but like if octopath has already been released on steam for pc 
why are we seeing it like a week or two later from when it's i just it that yeah. felt i don't know have which it feels a little or... hypocritical after we were just hyped for a remake a physical edition of night in the woods but i mean um, i'm all about it it feels I a little get... hypocritical i suppose but it was i'm gonna disagree really for the sake of limited runs there's a different expectation going into this like if if we knew going into squaring his conference that we're just gonna see stuff that's already there we're just gonna get like a new port or whatever like Sure, we're going to get some of that, but I think mostly we're expecting to see either new announcements or new gameplay trailers or, you know, devs come out and talk about their games and like things like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I appreciate the potential callback to the Night in the Woods thing, but I, I feel like this is different. Yeah, overall for me, it was Square Enix was, I mean, it was a lot of JRPG stuff yeah. and just kind of stuff being like spewed back out. It And it what felt the Avengers? conference... Yeah. <laughs> well, there's one <laughs> elephant in the room that we have to finally address, which is uh, got to be the Avengers, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, scale of like. They wonder- left out Hawkeye. You know how rude that is. <laughs> I just okay. got heated. I I forgot why Avengers made me upset, and that that was I I blacked it out. I literally like repress that in the deepest part of my mind because that is so cruel. So, just to ping the room here, scale of one to ten, we'll start with Marcos. Like, how big of an Avengers fan are you? Oh, I'm like at a eight. Eight. Okay, Dakota. Oh yeah, solid eight. Solid eight. Okay, I'm probably like about a four or a five. Like, I really don't care. I haven't seen the movies. It's just not something I follow. Um, So, even given that. The idea of having a trailer like this, having a game like this, uh, potentially uh, very story driven, mostly single player, hopefully not corrupted by a lot of the, you know, more pernicious game industry practices that most people complain about. Um, if it's going to be good, I'm excited for this. I think this makes for a great video game. It and won't I think be what, good. There's no Hawkeye. Yeah, I know. It, literally, when they showed this off, people in the audience heckled the. Where's the Hawkeye? <laughs> that literally. was really what they were yelling. Um, and they confirmed, uh, I think it was on Twitter that they said like, Hey, we hear you. We're going to make this happen. Something of that effect. Oh, so, they're going to try and I, I think I mean, the good plan on them for... Or instead of just ignoring it. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. Um, even like, cause not even like outside of like a, like just to the whole, like, of, like I, I'm a big fan. Um, like it's, I think kind of a shame to, you know, the Marvel movies to leave Hawkeye out too, especially. Because he is, he's a pretty important person. It's not like he's, you know, Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds bad. Ant-Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, he's literally an original Avenger, and it's pretty, uh, it's, it, it sucks to leave him out. You know, it's like, oh. For yeah. sure, for sure. I get that. I saw a lot of mixed reactions to this Avengers trailer. I saw a lot of um, excitement just for the obvious reasons. You know, people want an Avengers game. And the gameplay looks... I mean, we didn't see a lot of gameplay now that I say that. We, there's a little bit that might be gameplay. I think probably the easiest one to pick out is... Uh, like, knocking stuff out of the way and jumping across and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of what this was is just kind of cinematic set dressing. And, okay, fair enough. But, um, I don't know. I also saw other people saying hey, this game actually doesn't look that good. Um, and a lot of people who were playing it on the floor mixed. So I, I wanted to kind of go over this with you because I, I really don't have a position. I don't care too much, but I'm excited. I want this game to be good. 
Um, Marcos, what did you think based on what we saw? Is this something you're going to pick up or is this something you're going to kind of wait and see what the reactions are so on? Based on what I saw from the, uh, from the trailers and um, them going to the voice actors, it looks fun. It's not a day one purchase for me yet. I need to see actual gameplay, but I'm still definitely interested. Okay. Right on. Dakota? Uh, this was, it's definitely, um, for me, definitely not. I don't think it was a game that I would have picked up day one regardless. I mean, I've, I haven't played the Spider-Man game. I'm not sure if this is a game I will play. I, I can understand um, where, like, fans might be. So it was definitely weird seeing in like the little bit that they showed off that they don't look, of course, like they're designated actors and they do look very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think overall that was probably a smarter choice for them, though. I think so. Um, to take kind of their own creative design choice with the characters. And I mean, they still mostly look traditionally like their original characters. It is a little uncomfortable, though. Yeah. Uh, it's Yeah, I mean, it's disheartening to hear that it sucks from people that have played it on the floor. But for me, it it wasn't a game that I was going to pick up day one regardless, Hmm. if I picked it up at all. Yeah, this is definitely a wait and see for me as far as picks go. Um, I I don't I don't have a lot of information to go on. I want to see a little more gameplay from some trailers and I'll I'll probably sit on this until it goes on a sale. One thing that is uh, pretty encouraging, though, I I will give it this. It, It wants to be like a live service game. That makes me want to groan inside when I hear that term live <laughs> service. But um, but when it wants to do that, I think what's implied there is there there might be additional storylines, there might be additional characters brought in after the fact, because they're leading with, I think, five. Um, and if they're already mentioning they might bring in Hawkeye, that that sounds like they have plans to keep this game kind of bumping, moving along for years to come. And that might be cool. Um I I worry about it. Again, live service connotates all these, you know, kind of invasive microtransactions but i i want to give them the benefit of the doubt i generally do like square quite a bit and uh so far i don't have a lot of reason to to worry about that from them so okay i'll give it first to dakota here you want to go ahead and grade square enix uh d d okay oof marcos Ooh, i'm a shill they're getting an a for me hey okay (laughs) This is hard. I've been fluctuating. I've crossed out and then rewritten a minus next to this letter over and over while we've been talking. Um, I think I'm going to stick to my guns and go B minus. Um, and I, I hate to do that because Final Fantasy VII, the remake, I went ahead and pre-ordered that based on the trailer we saw. Like that, that should be an A conference, right? If you see a game and it makes you want to buy it, like if we get a couple of those, like that's knocked out of the park. Um, especially for someone like me who usually waits till it goes on sale. But like, I think the Avengers intrinsically is an exciting thing. So that's that those two together, at least keep this at a B. Um, But then I think about just the lull we got like the Just again, the commercial of Octopath. I think about, we got a bunch of like final fantasy stuff that personally, I'm never going to touch. I don't care about There were some things that updated their online stuff. They released like an old GameCube final fantasy thing. That's not even a mainline title. Um, but at the same time, Final Fantasy VIII re- uh, remaster sounds really good. It's just I don't know. I think the B minus is warranted because there was just so many weird slow things in there. But God, they they opened and closed with banger, in my opinion. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, it could have gotten the B from me, but as we talked, I kept erasing and then rewriting that minus. I think I'm gonna stick with the minus. 
let's close it off here um dakota with nintendo you want to tell us about their direct it was about 45 minutes or so yeah nintendo um i can't oh they started off with the big they they went in for a banger just showed off the new smash dlc character who was the hero in dragon quest right yeah yes. we saw four of them <laughs> yeah we saw four of them um, wasn't it just one character with three like echoes yeah okay I, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss something. Oh, so, the, so they're like actual echoes. I thought they would be skins or something. I, I imagine that they're well, echoes or skins. They're probably skins, I guess. I assume they'd be skins. It works like how Robin does, I guess. Yeah, I don't play Smash. Nor do yeah. I. <laughs> they're basically different characters, but I guess they're treated as skins since they play the exact same. Okay. They went in for that. I think they showed off a little bit of Pokemon, just kind of very briefly. They're like, we know we had just a direct like two weeks ago, but here's a little extra Pokemon fizzled on in, which can't be mad about. Um, showed off Dragon Quest and Dragon Quest Builders, which I'm not particularly invested Dragon in. Dragon Quest Builders. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, not incredibly invested. They showed off astral chains again which they showed off yeah. like the directs like a few months ago just a little bit but now they showed like i think actual gameplay maybe did they i don't yeah, know they, they showed off actual gameplay and but it, that it looks, looks bomb that looks yeah. so fun i'm excited for that um i'm obviously trying to leave like leave the obvious thing for last is there anything else like um we got some stuff we've seen before uh link's awakening the remake oh. that's coming we got some cadence of hyrule um, a couple little things like that. Of course, there are the big reveals left, but those are just a couple notable mentions. There was Panzer Dragoon at Nintendo. <laughs> was it at Nintendo? We just decided it was at. It was. I looked it up. It was Panzer Dragoon at Nintendo. Oh okay. well. Okay. That's a big one. Yeah. And but, then, uh, of course, we got our big Animal Crossing reveal. Pog. I, I thought. Animal Crossing wasn't going to come because it wasn't playable on the floor of, of EA. And I, I thought not Wrong. only would it be Wrong. delayed, but I thought we wouldn't even see it. But not only did There's we see There's no it, way that they announced it last year for a 20, 2019 release and don't plan on showing it off. They just want to yeah. leave it as a fun surprise. Um, but I wasn't, I totally expected, honestly. I think we already talked about it, but I, I mildly expected it to get delayed, especially yeah. with. Pokemon Sword and Shield coming out in November. November. There's no way that they're going to drop two massive titles like that in the same three-month span, potentially, because obviously game developers want to put it in that holiday span, because that's where you get your monies. But I kind of mildly expected it to get pushed, at least for what's the word? Um, marketing purposes. It's yeah. smarter for a quarter one release. But oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are definitely excited for that one. It looks so good. And there's so many things to be super excited about with the new Animal Crossings to where you can basically build up the island from the ground up. Tons of customization options from you can place anything anywhere. You can tell villagers where you want them to move so they don't jack up how you want your village <laughs> town to look. Um Rossetti recently, this has been a big thing. Rossetti lost his job. There's an autosave feature on Animal Crossing, which is insane. Mr. Rossetti lost his job because of this autosave feature, which is like a big thing right now. Yeah. Um, you can actually choose uh, your skin tone, which is 
nothing you something you've never been able to do in Animal Crossing. It's customizable mm. skin tone. Um, in New Leaf, you could go to like the island and tan, and that's the only uh-huh. way you could get a darker skin tone. Oh, but you actually have the choice to be darker skinned, which is completely new to the series and which is real awesome. And backpacks. And crafting, and there's a lot, and I'm so excited, and it looks so, like, the graphics are gorgeous, and, like, they're swaying, and it's beautiful. I'll shut up about it now. Oof. No, that's fine. Gush. I could go forever. I'm going to gush for a bit. I want to gush. Tell made a lot of people really happy. I, I saw on Twitter the morning of people, I, I, I tagged you in this, but apparently you're the one who retweeted it. Who knows? Um, people were making these like pentagram hexes out of an, uh, yes. Animal Crossing stuff. <laughs> I did. Trying to summon Animal Crossing into E3. Uh, yeah. Which I thought was perfect. But it's uh, so exciting. Just like it looks absolutely amazing. And just like that, this. Like, I love the crafting aspect. They've definitely brought a lot of pocket camp aspects into the game. Uh, pocket camp tested out, like, backpacks and the crafting system. I think having it in the game just makes sense. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, they uh, they added um, the... Which is kind of... Which is another, like, a big thing that I just completely spaced on. Because I guess it doesn't particularly apply to me. But they added uh, where you can change the hemisphere that the game is played in. Oh, so traditionally okay. Animal Crossing game is, you know, appeal to people in the Northern Hemisphere, like that's where Japan is, America, most European countries. Mm. Um, so winter is in, you know, December traditionally, summer's in July, you know, pretty standard stuff. But they added where you could change the hemisphere. So the game would be set in a Southern Hemisphere um, kind of climate. So oh, that's really you cool. would get your winter in the middle of the year versus in December when for people in the Southern Hemisphere, like, say, Australia, um, Southern America, uh, they get their winter in, you know, our traditional summer and vice versa. So it'll match where you're located better. That's a small little thing that I bet will make a lot of people happy. Oh, yeah, totally. And it's I think it's that's it's really, really neat. Yeah, for sure. Now. Do either one of you two want to talk about some of the other kind of huge leveled announcements that we got? Oh, yeah. What else do we have on our plate? We got Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, that was a good one. We got a lot of new mechanics shown off here. Yeah, dude. And like a crazy multiplayer that goes up to like six or eight players. That was weird, but totally down for. Yeah, I I haven't played Luigi's Mansion 2, but I remember back in the day playing the crap out of the first one. I loved that game. I'm sure. really excited. Um, I might actually go back and get the second one for 3DS since apparently it's pretty good. But um, yeah, that's the main reason I never played it because it's on 3DS. I never played uh, Dark Moon. I've only played the first. Yeah, I, I like. I, I don't have a big history with 3DS. I only have three games for it. I never really <laughs> touch it. But uh, it's just a thing there, and like, why not flex it while it still works? For sure. Um, yeah, so that looked really good. I, I don't know that it moved to a first-day purchase for me, but it's certainly something I'm going to pick up. Yeah, Love I, feel, I feel that, too. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Gooigi. Gooigi! <laughs> Did you see they confirmed that he's edible? Yes, I I they, want what? to have a Gooigi jello mold. Wow, <laughs> I uh, want the gummy bear of Gooigi. I will buy it. It probably exists. Well, no. I, I, it's going to happen now. It's merchandising 101. Oh my god. So Homemade. Did they Luigi. see that in the trailer or was that like just an afterthought they had like a treehouse? It was like it was a, a follow after up. thing, yeah. Wow. 
<laughs> I don't know if the internet asked or if the developer was actually thinking, you know, maybe I should address this. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo thought of everything. Of course it was intentional. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, Luigi's Mansion was awesome. Um, oh. There's one announcement that didn't hit me as, as necessarily like... It was exciting, no doubt, but going back to an earlier point made, I don't play Smash, but there was some monumental Smash news towards the end here. Oh, yeah. Marco says the Resident Smash Fan, do you want to... I don't want to recall the Resident Smash Man because I don't... You're the only one out of the three of us. Uh I barely play that game. Really? I I thought you played Smash. I barely play it. Okay, well... I played with Ben. I've played him with him like three times. But um, yeah, I've played it. But when Nintendo had this banjo reveal, it gave me emotions. It gave me a, 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 a mix of emotions. A mix? Well, there was confusion. Deni- I, I was going through you all went kinds through of stages. The five stages of grief. Oh, God. Like, it was like, there was no, I, I couldn't believe that it was going to happen, but I knew I wanted it to happen. And then I, then, ooh. The Jiggy had that thing. When the second the Jiggy came out, I lost my shit. You know what? The Jiggy's oh, were per- the the Jiggy Ultimate Smash was pretty sweet. Yeah. What's the Jiggy Ultimate? I'm not familiar with the or term. The, is the Ginginator? Is this where they like pretended that we were not going to get Banjo for a second? Yeah. No. Like, well, they had the part where Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, and K. Roller like napping, and then the Jiggy, which is like the jigsaw puzzle, the golden thing bounces through. The same. Oh, okay. And that's when, like, everybody was, like, on high alert, like, yo, <laughs> it's happening. And then they did the whole duck hunt garbage, like, the way that they did with um, King Animal GDD. Pro- yeah. And, oh, then, God. and then Banjo came in, like, from the sky, from the heavens, descending <laughs> upon us casuals and just showing us that dreams can come true. People went wild for this reveal like this is something i we all heard the leaks about i really doubted for a handful of small reasons (laughs) and yet damn man they delivered i was very happy there is a uh, video on twitter of me uh, it's like scuffed audio of me reacting to the uh, banjo reveal because (laughs) i was playing destiny at the time and a friend of mine (laughs) we were watching the switch thing like as a break and he recorded all of it and i was very mad at him but when i listened to it i nearly broke down again because oh that reveal was pretty damn good oh my god you should send me that that audio footage so we can put that up as like a patreon thing all right yeah that would be funny just to Uh, put i'll send (laughs) i'd like to hear it if it's listenable uh it's uh, you'll see i'll post it like after we're done here cool um dakota have you ever played banjo any games no Uh, and I'm not a uh, what are the collectathon platform? I'm not a platformer fan. fan. Yeah, I, n- I know platformer you don't like platformers. Fan, okay. they they're just not my thing. But even like as a kid, I was never into collectathons at all. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I, I literally as a kid, my game interest Harvest Moon, Animal yeah. Crossing, yeah. Pokemon hasn't changed much. And Dishonored. <laughs> hey, I only got into Dishonored like as a like adult i i was kidding uh but yeah those those games do kind of match up i i was just curious because the art style seems like something you might be interested in but yeah nope. collectathon slash platformer that makes sense that i'm also work. this is gonna sound bad i don't like old games 
Like, yeah, I don't that, like that going back and <laughs> replaying old games. I hate how, like, I hate, oh, like, Mario 64, like, oh, <laughs> no. No. Banjo Kazooie, I look at it and I'm like, I can't oh. play this. It's it's so ugly looking. And that sounds no, so, can't. I know that sounds awful, mm. but like, I can't. Like, even now, looking back on older Pokemon games, like the original red, yellow, blue, silver, gold, I can't. I'm like, God, I'd rather play a newer one because they look so much better. You know, after (laughs) that statement, that makes me realize you must love Shovel Knight because you like digging yourself a hole. Um, (laughs) I know I'm not coming out of this one. That's why I live (laughs) for games that, like, age kind of... Like, Pokemon is a little bit more of an exception, but it's still very flat. I don't enjoy how the creatures look. It. I'd rather play like uh, I, Ruby Sapphire Emerald. Like those are like, that's kind of where my limit is for older Pokemon games right about there. But I like games all that about remasters. Yep. Yep. Ocarina of Time when that got remastered. It, beautiful. Oh. Loved it. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I get it. I know it's like, bad. The graphics don't age very well if you want to actually really poke into it compared to you know even five ten years ago uh for a lot of those titles but i mean i think i think it's sacrilege to dismiss games like that i'm playing um super mario rpg right now yeah. that's also why i've never played final fantasy yeah well because <laughs> it's enough. ugly <laughs> a couple final fantasies oh, have, have driven me away but but like the mechanics don't age well a lot of times a lot some of the the period references that are made like to the time in which they were published um, some of those don't age very well. Like uh, today, I got a Bruce Lee reference in Super Mario RPG, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, I know who Bruce Lee is, but like, if that game still exists in emulator form in twenty years, uh, guaranteed that's going to be a fall on deaf ears sort of moment. But um, in twenty years, we barely have a Super Mario RPG remaster. Oh man, no, we need a Final Fantasy level remake. We need full graphics yes. flexing. Also, give me Final Fantasy VI HD remake. Thank you. Yeah. Well, oh. I want to. I, I want to. I can't believe neither one of you mentioned it. The well, last we got to save it for last, right? Okay. Okay. Now, I guess we do. It was literally the last thing in the conference, and it's it probably the most monumental thing. I was Marcos didn't get to gush about his secret of mana. Yeah, I know. That's I was going to give him a second to let him. Well, let's no, do fine. that since we we jumped out in the middle of the wrong conference. That one. Uh, let's talk about secret of mana for a second. I mean. I lost my shit when they showed off that uh, Trials of Mana, priorly known as uh, Senken Densetsu 3, is finally coming to uh, the West, as well as a Mana collection where you get to play the original uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, Secret of Mana, and Trials of Mana, hmm. which is on the Switch. I own it. It's 40 bucks. If you are remotely interested in the games, go play it. It's great. Great yeah. ports. Definitely. Something that I know a lot of people have wanted for a long time. I haven't had the chance to play them. Um, and I, I probably, I don't know if I'm jumping on it at the $40 price point, but I'm definitely keeping an eye on it. Uh, I think something. they are the first action RPGs to have existed. I think that's I think, how it works. I think that's definitely how they were kind of, it revolutionized the genre. Yeah. because yeah, They made Final Fantasy Adventure. As a Final Fantasy for Americans, because their tiny brains could not understand how turn-based RPGs work. So they're like, ah, oh, just make an action. Just let them swing their sword. And uh, <laughs> that's how the Sega Densetsu series came to be. Dang. Well, to be fair, that's a pre- pretty accurate assumption. <laughs> but... I'm pretty sure that's how the story goes. 
No, I believe no, I believe the story. I just think like as as an Eastern developer, like yeah, these blockheaded Westerners. <laughs> that's that doesn't strike me as totally off kilter. Um, okay. Can I get to the big reveal? Yes, go ahead. I, I really want to talk about this. We got go Breath of the Wild, the sequel announced, and we saw like some teaser footage for it. It looked like um, in-game stuff. Like, that teaser it. footage got me going. Dude, I was confused. I've watched hell. I've watched about two and a half hours worth of YouTube dissections of the trailer, like people theorizing what we're gonna get story wise. And I, I don't I normally don't bite this hard on a cinematic trailer, but this is exactly what I want. God, can I say when I first saw it, I was like, I, I was, when I initially saw it, it looked like, um, God, now I can't remember. I could have swore. I was like, am I getting my Skyward Sword remake? Because that's kind of what the the forgotten area where the imprisoned comes out, that like a circle where he's trapped in. I, you've never, I don't know if either of you played it. I have not. It made me think Sorry. like vividly, especially with the giant thing coming out. I was like, oh my God, this is it. There's the stuff coming out. This is my moment. And then I saw like Link and I was like, oh wait, this is Breath of the Wild too, but I'm still excited. So yeah, I visibly, I, like I gasped in my office. I thought it was Final Fantasy VII for Switch <laughs> for very quick because they started the first scene was just those green li- ley lines going around, floating about. And I thought, it's the live stream for Final Fantasy VII. It's coming to Switch. Oh, God. And then I saw Link, and I was like, oh, okay. Well. <laughs> I, all right, so here, here's one of the things that I've picked up over the last... I mean, the, the trailer reveals a lot in terms of just visuals, but narratively, it's pretty simple. Um, just talks about, like, hey, there's more story to tell here in this specific Hyrule universe that you've already explored. Um, they're reusing pretty much all of the assets from the first game, which I think is a smart move. That's what Majora's Mask did with Ocarina. Um, just basically use the template that they just build to accelerate the dev cycle. Um, and a lot of people are comparing it to Majora's Mask in terms of this is going to be a darker story than Breath of the Wild was. God, and um, I hope Ganon's twice I don't want to get too much into theory <laughs> because I know a lot of people just kind of want to go in blind, kind of myself included. But um, But one thing that... I think is worth suggesting is that maybe the realization that connects these two games is that um, Calamity Ganon wasn't really Ganon. Calamity Ganon was like a like a puppet a or a projection or yeah, a force or something like that. And uh, and there's tr- like a true Ganon, though this like mummy skeleton figure we see in the trailer. Um, maybe that's the true one being brought back to life, kind of rehydrated, so to speak. Yes, yes, I want him to be hot. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I'm I'm in for it. I already I already saw there's rule 34 for this calamity or this yes. calamity, this Ganon wow. yes. thing. People are quick, man. Of course there is. But um but yeah, Breath of the Wild 2, I don't know that I was expecting that at all. In fact, I wasn't. I thought that they would just as is tradition with Zelda kind of just move on, reiterate, reiterate and um and no, they're doing a direct sequel. Did either of you think that that was going to come out of Breath of the Wild? No. Nope. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even while... think... go ahead. I didn't even think sequel when I saw it. I thought, oh man, they're doing a new DLC. Yeah, and then it's that... like, what? Yeah, it, it's as it's it's kind of like when Hollow Knight Silk Song was announced as DLC, and then all of a sudden it's a full game. Except multiply that by ten. Yeah. And uh, and I'm I'm here for it. That's that's a I I want to see a little more story here. And but even if I don't see any more story, I'm still gonna be a sucker and just buy it. 
Oh man, I I love Nisa and Zelda. Zelda I just looks, when Zelda Waker looks short hair. I still Ooh, yeah, she looks so good. What was that, Marcus? I still need to finish Breath of the Wild. Oh, dude, I've been on this vain quest ever since I beat the game to 100% it, and I'm Ooh. beginning to think that's impossible. You don't, I believe in you. It's, it's not. It's just tedious. I'm probably about 90 hours into it, and I'm not even 50%. Oh, Jeez. yeah. It's, Those shrines it's, are the worst. The Korok's even worse. The shrines aren't bad. The Koroks are pretty okay if you keep a guide open, but the 100% is oof. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Breath of the Wild, I give it a, a 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10, whatever you want to say. Like, just great game. I think you should finish it, Marcos. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on Nintendo there before we move to grades? All right. Bye, Reggie. Or hello. Oh, that, bye, that Reggie. That, that's actually the perfect point to end on. We, we open up this trailer with, uh, amongst other things, we have CGI Bowser comes out and starts to, like, grunt at us. Like, it was very like, cute. Yeah, it was trying to speak at us, but obviously yeah, not. Uh, but then all of a sudden, Doug Bowser comes out and he's like, "Hey, uh, wrong way, dude." And uh, and that was cute, and it was a nice introduction. Do you, do you both? Uh, I'll start with Dakota, and then we'll go to Marcos here. Um, what do you think of du- Doug Bowser? Is he a good guy? Can he replace Reggie? What do you think? I mean, Reggie's always gonna have like a special place in everyone's heart, especially because he's been around for so long and he's just been such an astronomical force yeah. so i think it's definitely very big shoes to fill but doug bowser i love that he's kind of just digging into the bowser name i do too. he's like which bowser like what shirt should i wear and it's both bowser and bowser and then even just the like i feel like he'll be fun and he's i feel like nintendo wouldn't just put anybody in to fill reggie's shoes and so i have faith that he's probably good you know he'll, he'll do good I hope you're right. I, I seem to like this guy so far. Um, Marcos. Yeah, he seems funny. And uh, from what I've seen on the Treehouse events that he appears in, he seems like a decent enough dude to uh, have a good outlook when filling Reggie's shoes. He knows what he, he knows what he's stepping into. Yeah, that's the important thing is self-awareness here. It's just like you can't just be corporate shill. You have to understand like this was someone who emotionally impacted people. For sure. Um, did, did either of you see, I'm sure you did. We might've even talked about this a long time ago, but right when Doug Bowser took over, um, this wasn't a D3, but like in his office, he did like a little shot and in the background, Mario and Luigi plushes were tied up and with rope, yes. <laughs> like <laughs> captured behind him. I thought that was so good. Like little details like that. I don't know if that's a PR person or if that's just his sense of humor. Uh, I hope it's his sense of humor. Cause that gives I, hope, me good. I feel like maybe a little bit mixable, but it's ah, definitely, yeah. yeah. You don't just become president of Nintendo America and not have kind of a, a fun personality, I think. He also has good fashion sense so far. I load <laughs> Reggie with his little buttons on his coats. So far, this guy has doing right with the ties. I'm liking it so far. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but that's a good point, too. He does have that kind of, uh, yeah, that fashion sense about him. Okay, let's go to, let's go to some scores here. I'll start, uh, since we began with Dakota, we'll go with Marcos here. Let's grade Nintendo. I want to say this was the best conference of E3. So wow, A plus. A plus. Yeah. Nice. Okay, Dakota. I also want to go with an A, but you know what? I'm gonna go with a B plus only because Whoa. there was no news about any kind of new Switch consoles or upgraded Switches or anything. 
That is yeah. something. We've gotten so many rumors, so many leaks. We know now after E3 that it's going into production for an upgraded Switch, um, just based on patents and whatever. Nothing. Nothing announced. Nothing mentioned. Nothing shown. That's a good point. So B+, which is, to be fair, that's also the best score I think I've given out of all of these. Uh, looking at my list, that is true. That's the highest grade you've given. I think I've been like C's and then the sparing D. <laughs> I've been yeah. very neutral for most of them. Yeah, and for me, I'm going to land at, and I, I, God, I hate to be the one who gives lowest score here. I'm giving it a B. Um, not even a B plus. Definitely not an A for me. Uh, yes, I'm stoked Breath of the Wild. We just gushed about that. Banjo, I know, is amazing for a lot of people in Smash, and that I, I want to at least like not let my personal lack of caring color that. Um, so I, I'm factoring that in. Uh, I also think that Animal Crossing, same thing. I'm, I'm not, I don't have a background with Animal Crossing, but people like you, Dakota, I know that that's like a 10 out of 10 sort of like, yes, thank the fucking Lord we get this. Um, but broadly speaking, we saw a lot of things that we already knew were coming, and I was kind of, I, I was a little bored throughout a lot of it. Like the Dragon Quest stuff didn't appeal to me. It was mostly remakes, Builders 2, personally. I, I, I don't know anyone who cares about that game. Um even Marcos, someone who seems open-minded to Dragon Quest, kind of cringed at it just now. Um, we had the Zelda games we did see, other than Breath of the Wild, we saw Link's Awakening at Remake and um, Games of Hyrule. Like, we both knew they were coming. We didn't need to see any more. Just overall, I, I felt like, it, same with Pokemon. Like, there was just so much that, why, why was this here? It was filler. There were probably five real things that this conference did that i thought stuck out and all of those things were a's no doubt um y'all mentioned luigi's mansion three i think that's good like i just mentioned the three things there there's a couple others um but b seems to me pretty comfortable uh it would need one or two more like i'm going to buy this level announcements for me to give it that a all, all right. right so We've now gone through. Um, I just want to recap briefly the scores just for the listeners and ourselves so we can kind of see how we've graded each one. I, I, so um, I'll just go down the line here. We have EA. Dakota gave a C. Marcos gave a D minus. I gave a D. So that averages out to about a solid D at the end of the day. D plus. D plus, yeah. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, then we have Microsoft, which Dakota gave a D. Marcos and I both gave A's, so I think that's that evens out to like a B. Um, if each one of our letter grades are, are tanked down to meet hers in the middle, I think that's about a B. No, yeah, a B feels right. Uh, we have Bethesda with a C from Dakota and two D minuses from Marcos and myself. Um, that seems D. Yeah, solid D. I, th I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Devolver Digital two question marks and a C. I'm just gonna put a question mark. <laughs> We're just going to bail on that. No, we don't need this. How about a that. question mark, question mark, exclamation point? An interrobang. We can do that. Um, we have PC Gaming Show, one question mark with two Bs. Let's just land B there. Uh, limited run games, one question mark from Dakota, B plus and A minus. How do you average a B plus and an A minus? What is that? Uh, a? My B. How does it uh, raise? Oh, no. Neither one of us gave it a proper A. Um, let's just go... Let's go B plus. I'm All happy right. to I'm happy to drop mine down that. for the sake of average. Um, Ubisoft C from Dakota, C from Marcos, C plus from me. Let's give it that C. Square we got a D from Dakota, 
an A from Marcos and a B minus from me. This is weird. It sounds like maybe a B minus. A B minus or a C plus, yeah. Around there. And finally, we have Nintendo with Dakota going B plus, Marcos going A plus, and myself going B. That's... I'm down to an A minus. A minus? I, I can live with that. Okay. So, sounds like Nintendo pretty much comfortably wins this out. Um, and our losers here, <laughs> we've got the Intera bang for Devolver. And uh, Bethesda and EA leaning with the D and the D plus respectively. So overall, uh, the first question I want to kind of close this out with is um, we, we were missing someone this year, Sony. I'm the resident Sony pony. If, if no one else is willing to be. Hey, uh, Hey, Hey, we're all I Sony fans here. We all have PS4s. So it's like we're the only uh, one of those things, but <laughs> I think it was this a more powerful, less powerful E3 because of their absence uh, and more importantly, I think that the question is, like, do you think that Sony made the right move by stepping aside this year? Like, was it good for them? Was it good for ETH? Dakota here. I think I completely think it was probably a totally a smart move. Um, I feel like if they were to have shown up, the only big thing that they would have had to show off was uh death stranding um if they had maybe postponed those trailers that kojima posted instead yeah. and saved it for e3 that was the only big thing that they'd really have uh anything else would have been actually physically showing off their new playstation maybe announcing a price point or release i'm sure they're not ready for that kind of thing yet so it's probably better that they stayed safe and set it out because i don't think they otherwise had much to show off really like truly yeah I definitely think one of the things that hurt some of these publishers this year um, is that they they led with a couple good things and had a lot of sleeper titles just going on, things we already knew about. Yeah, and I think that's where Sony was completely smart in sitting that out because all they had was to just show off stuff they've already talked about. They didn't have anything new, especially with the new console releasing. I think that's fair, but Marcos, do you agree? What do you think? Uh, Yeah, I pretty much agree. I don't think Sony would have had anything... Big enough to carry an entire conference at E3 4. Okay. I think that's reasonable as well. Um, I also think that they probably made a little more waves with the press by stepping out because people were so confused at first. And then when they finally did announce a couple things, people paid attention. PS5, Death Strandings, so on and so forth. So all in all, I want E3 to continue. I love it. I think it's, like I've said, Ben has said this, Christmas for gamers. It's just this wonderful occasion for us all to come together and just celebrate gaming and be excited. But th- it looks, glancing at these scores, like we ended out somewhere around like a B minus C plus year for E3 based on all these conferences. And uh, I think that sounds about right. So, yeah. Um, final thought here. I wanted to just go around and I'll start us off here. Um, I want us to go through and just pick one if you can, if you need to pick two. But uh, if you had to say what the best or most exciting moment or event or announcement or trailer, whatever it is for you during all of these conferences, just pick one. What do you think was the biggest highlight for you personally? Not in general, just you personally. For me, I can't believe this is my pick, but I'm going with Final Fantasy VII, the what 17 minutes of footage we got at the beginning of square that was a plus that was exactly how a game should be shown off in my opinion we got trailer we got 
gameplay. We got a developer on stage explaining the how they were thinking about developing that gameplay and the changes. Like it was just everything I wanted. And not only was it everything I wanted, I moved almost immediately that night to go pre-order. So I, I think that that was I, that there was no other game that I immediately pre-ordered. Final Fantasy VII is the only one that I jumped out and did that for, and um, a plus for that. And I'll I'll give it to Marcos next. What do you think? I'm with you on that. Final Fantasy VII remake was I was the most engaged for that entire sequence at Square Enix's conference. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm surprised that we land on the same one there. I know you're probably bigger or more long-lasting fun but at the end of the day uh I, I i guess that that was just like exemplary trailer showing uh dakota oh mine's is easily uh yeah, animal wrong. crossing yeah Knew it. <laughs> nothing crazy nothing surprising about that i'm sure I, at first i was like oh man i when they're like okay the thing that everyone's been waiting for and i'm like animal crossing i was so you're you know I was pumped. And then it starts off with like the flight attendant voice. And I'm like, God damn it, Nintendo, you get me every year. But then it was actually <laughs> Animal Crossing. And I was so happy. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a good year, even if we weren't, you know, 10 out of 10 on every conference. I, I had fun and I especially had a lot of fun covering these live with everybody in our community. Um, I, I think one of the best things about E3 is just people freaking out with excitement. And even if you don't personally care about a title, hearing someone else be like oh my god this is what i've wanted i'm crying that sort of thing is uh is just wonderful i, I think it, it's just wholesome at the end of the day yeah there's some cynical people out there and at sometimes i can be that cynical person but uh but broadly i'm just i'm very very excited for next year okay um Let's go ahead and wrap up here. One thing I want to note, just a couple meta things for the listeners, is that with the Epilogue Gamescast, we mentioned at the top, Ben is stepping away for a little bit. Uh, that's going to continue into the foreseeable future. We don't know when he's coming back. He said he would like to. Uh, we're not going to hold him to a timeline because he has earned some time away. And uh, in the meantime, we might step away for a couple of weeks. Uh, we wanted to close out E3, but one of the things we're going to make an effort to is uh, increase our audio quality just a little bit further up. Uh, we, we rely on online connection to record a lot of this, and we've realized and discussed several times how locally recording these is going to kind of you know keep the quality more consistent. So uh, we're going to play around and try and get that to you, hopefully sooner than later, but just wanted to mention that. A second thing is that going forward, as we uh, transition away from Ben handling a lot of the things, uh, we had just discussed maybe consolidating some of our podcast into one feed. So that's not to say that um, this is by any means the last episode you'll get in this feed. We might use this one. I don't know. We might make a new one. But a lot of our podcasts, whether that's the Epilogue Games cast, this one, we have Ludo Narrative FM. We have the SS Spoiler cast. We have Musings. Uh, we have the Epilogue Gaming After Dark cast. That's a lot of podcasts to pay for and keep online and also promote. And one of the things we've decided is I think we want to kind of bring those all into one place so you only have to subscribe to one thing and you can kind of pick and choose what you want to listen to. So um, we'll let you know. It, we're not just going to disappear. I just want that to be something on the horizon. Check uh, epiloggaming.com or patreon.com slash epiloggaming if you're curious and just following in on that. 
And uh, finally, let's uh, let's go ahead and tell everyone about our new stuff. Anything we're working on. Um, we'll start with Spy because literally today, as we're recording, the new spoiler cast is up. Do you want to tell everybody about that? Oh yeah, I forgot today was the fifteenth. Oh yeah, we the spoiler cast. We talked about uh, we did Devotion, which is a super controversial game because it was pulled off of the Steam Store um, for its political remarks at the Chinese president. Um, which is kind of surprising because once we act, once we actually went through the game, it's whatever was in the game is something that me and my co-host Diana we didn't even notice. Like it was an instrumentally small thing. Um, that was, I I think the average player would by no means ever notice it. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. for how big of a controversy it was. Yeah, I remember reading about that when it first became a controversy, and one of the kind of consistent notes throughout each story that I read was something to the effect of, yeah, this is like a secret or an Easter egg or something you wouldn't have noticed, especially in a Western context, but the fact that someone did notice it was enough for backlash to occur. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, minus the uh, the first couple minutes, y'all were talking about growing plants, which I have no idea how that connects um i thought it was a very sharply focused episode it was really good and uh spoiler cast is something that i actually really look forward to um i don't listen to a lot of long-form podcasts anymore but it's i think that y'all do a really good job um thank you you're not going to respond to my making fun of your plant discussion comment well we had we i like to have like conversation banter at the at the start it feels more personable and nice and like you actually you know we're not just mouths sure no it was fun i had to put fun you are just mouths though we all know this i mouths, thought you would enjoy the plant banter i did i, I did you like plants banter. damn it <laughs> okay even the plant man is skeptical um no it was really good though um marcus what are you working on right now i've been lazy <laughs> but i do have a, a top 10 that has been burning for a long time I'm not gonna say what it is. I think it'll be a fun little surprise. Got you. I'd All also right. like to butt in that I've been. Well, I look forward to that. The last top ten you did was, uh, well, it became a top twenty, but uh, the butt well, was, that uh, was magnificent. So, with the help I of like this you list. and uh, so many others of the on the EG team as well. I'm also attempting to make a Patreon content. I don't know the name, but bad storytelling. I don't know if oh. you actually listened to the file I sent you yet, but. Oh, the short one? Yeah. Yeah, I listened to it um the other night and I Ben enjoyed it. When he's when I sent it to him, Ben enjoyed it. Obviously I this was before feeling, he announced, but I thought for a second when I was first listening to it that it was actually like a clip from your podcast, and so I went in with the wrong mindset. I need to listen to it again and just like go through and be like, what is this for a Patreon specific thing? But that's something that I would like to eventually maybe be a thing for Patreon. Are, are people at Patreon to be able to look forward to or just have something silly? Yeah, I, th I think the more of that kind of content we can produce, the better. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I tend to subscribe to people for. Um, you know, not necessarily the formal content that you normally look to, but like extra bonus fun things. Okay, so where can we find you, Marcos, online in the meantime, if you want to keep the conversation going? Oh, just go straight to Twitter. I'm TwinkiePie37, Marcos Carmona. I'm the cute one. My Twitter's great. Right on, Dakota. 
You can find me over on Twitter as well at SpyDina. Two A's. Two A's. Right on. And I am on Twitter at LudoNarrativeFM. You can find me at twitch.tv slash LudoFM if you want to come watch, hang out, talk. And in the meantime, check epilogue.com, epiloggaming.com. I always say that. epiloggaming.com. If you want to read more, check them with our podcasts. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with the news in between podcast episodes, go to patreon.com slash epiloggaming. In the meantime, I'm Blake Guthrie. With me are Dakota Trammell and Marcos Carmona. Thank you both for potting with me today, and we'll see you soon. Bye, suckers. Nerds. <laughs>